What's good? What's good? Welcome, welcome to another edition of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. I am back for a new episode, but this is an interview episode. And you guys know that if you've been checking out the channel on YouTube, Out the Box TV, last week I was doing a lot of uh, impromptu, like live videos that uh, I, you know, that's dealing with topics reflecting uh, hip hop culture. So I will definitely keep that going. You know, I just been a little busy earlier this week. You know, as you guys may know, I'm getting ready to release my debut album. And by the time you hear this interview, it will be out. So uh, I'm looking forward. I'm doing a lot. So I want to thank all of the viewers, all of the listeners that tap into the podcast, check for me on a regular. It means everything to me. We are at episode 98, so that means that I'm closer to that 100, and like I said, I'm going to get to that 100 before the year is up, and uh, you know, I'm just really excited at this particular time, man. It's a lot going on, and I'm excited to talk with the guest that I have on the show today, but before we jump into the main deal today, which is the interview, I do want to mention a few things related to Out the Box. As you know, the website is outtheboxmedia.com. You can go to that website and become a subscriber for free. You know, so it, you're, you're, a free subscription allows me to keep you updated with all the things happening while out the box. And um, I can actually, you'll actually be a part of our email blast list, right? So it's very simple. Go to outtheboxmedia.com, click on the subscribe tab, and just, you know, subscribe that way. Now, also, a few other things happening with Out The Box. We have our merch store, outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com, where you can find snapback hats like this. And other Out The Box merch, we got the MC Over Rap tees up there. Got some other really inspirational t-shirts and hoodies up there as well so go check out the link if you want to support the platform and you like what we do you like what we stand for you know definitely um you know feel encouraged to go over there and support with some merch also if you like to donate i gotta make sure i mention that like if you like to donate to the platform you know you really like what we do and you want to just send donations so you can send donations to uh paypal.me at uh, outtheboxmedia.com. I'm sorry, paypal.me slash outtheboxmedia. You can send donations there through PayPal. And you could also send donations through Cash App. And the Cash App is cash tag outtheboxrep, okay? So whichever one works for you, PayPal or Cash App, you can send donations there, okay? And whatever amount you can send is very much appreciated. It helps me to continue to do the work that I do on this magnificent platform, all right, without the box talks. Also, we have a Patreon page. So if you would like to get access to exclusive interviews, right, these are all interviews that are not available to the general public. It's only if you become a you know, a Patreon member or a member of Out The Box Media. So you can subscribe at patreon.com slash outtheboxmedia. And you, if you go to that link, it'll give you, a, you'll be able to see the list of different artists that I have as uh, these exclusive interviews. There's a, 
over 30 interviews and counting. So uh, definitely, you could. that's another way you could support the platform, all right? So there's multiple ways. You got the merch through, uh, you know, Big Cartel Store. You got the Patreon through the subscriptions, and you got the donations, all right? So thank you so much. Before um, I go into the interview, I do want to mention that the podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor.fm, so you can find the high-quality audio of the podcast there if you are currently watching on YouTube at Out The Box TV. Also, if you're watching on YouTube at Out The Box TV, you can subscribe to the channel if you have not yet and you like the content. All right? So let's jump into our main interview today. The artist that I have on the platform has been doing his thing, I want to say since about 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And I've been aware of him, I want to say since at least 2015. And he's been doing a lot of dope work, man, as an artist. You know, I always somehow resonated with his sound. Like, I like the music and the style of music that he does you know, the thought-provoking content in his lyrics and, the you know, the boom-bap, really soulful type of beats. So um, it was really cool to hear that he had just put out an album. And to be honest with you, I kind of lost track of his music over the years. I wasn't really in the know of, you know, some of his releases in recent years. And then when I look back, I was like, wow, he actually been putting out at least an album or a project every year since 2014, which really speaks to his consistency and his ability to continue to put out quality as an artist. So I definitely want to chat with him today about this latest album entitled Keys of Light, produced by Navo the Maestro. So we're going to chat with him about that and some other aspects of his career. So without further ado, I want to welcome to our Out The Box Talks listening and viewing audience, my brother Hailing. Well, he's actually a native of Alabama, but currently representing in Hailing from North Carolina. I want to welcome to our Out The Box show, the homie, the brother, Sky Blue. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Family, what's good? What's good? What's good, man? How you doing, man? Thank you for hey, being doing... here. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's a pleasure to finally have you on the show. I feel like this might be kind of long overdue because, like I said, I've been definitely checking your music out for some years now. And when I found out that, uh, you know, you were releasing this new album, and as soon as I put the album on, I was like, yo, this is fresh. So one thing about you is that you've kept your consistency as an artist and your ability to really pick really dope sounding beats and just the flavor of Sky Blue is still consistent. It, it sounds the same as what I've heard years ago, and that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, man, it's a pleasure to have you, man. You know, before we jump into, like, the crux of the interview, because, like, I really want to talk about the new album, I do want to give you the opportunity to let the, you know, audience know a little bit about your history. So tell us how 
you got involved with pursuing music? Ah, oh, man. Good. That's a good question. Uh, um, see, I've been doing music for, for, for one, uh, first of all, thank you for the, the, the beautiful intro, man. That was, that was lovely, man. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm humble. Thank you so much for following me all these years and everything, bro. Like, seriously, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Um, I've been I've been doing uh what got me into music is uh I grew up, you know, for the people that my my supporters they know through my music and uh you know for maybe newer people is I I grew up in foster care. I was in and out of foster care most of my life and stuff. And one of my escapes, you know, of um through what I was going through was music, video games and anime and and cartoons specifically and Music, as in, I was young. I mean, I'm still young now, but you know, when I was younger, and um, I wasn't doing music, but I I really enjoyed music, and I didn't really understand like why what gra- why did I gravitate to certain types of sounds of new styles of music until I got older and realized, oh yeah, I like Tribe, I like the De La Soul, Diggable Planets, all that stuff, but I didn't know it was just certain things in jazz and soul and everything. And so um, as time progressed, I started to understand music a little more. And then as I got into like high school, um, I started to write uh, poetry. And so first I was writing poetry, uh, shout out to Miss Lockhart. Uh, she's amazing. That's uh, one of my mentors. And she was my, uh, she was one of my after school teachers and stuff. And she was putting me on, she was teaching poetry as well. And she was trying to, um, she was like, you're a really good, you're a really good writer. I've always heard that. Uh, growing up in school, like I call myself like the colorful dreamer as well, because uh, growing up, uh, teachers used to always, I used to just like daydream and zone out and stuff. And because I, I was a dreamer, I was always coming up with, with like vibrant, imaginative things and scenarios and stuff. So when I got a chance to write stories, they would be like, you have a very vivid, colorful imagination. That's all I would hear. Mm. And, and sometimes, you know, it, it was to my dismay as well because I would get in trouble because I would just not pay attention because I, I would just look out the window, literally just zone out or something. And um, as I got older, you know, I got into the poetry and uh, I was like trying to incorporate those things into the, uh, into the poems I was writing. And Ms. Lockhart would be like, no, you're really good, right? You really should like pursue this. Like you really wow. should write more and put your thoughts in that. And then my grandma was saying the same thing. And then that's when I started to write like uh, raps and uh, oh, excuse me for the little sniffles. I got allergies. My allergies was kind of one of them days. So, <laughs> but um, uh, my my grandma would like like what I was writing and stuff. And then that's when I would get into battling. When I moved to North Carolina, and finished high school here with my dad and my cousins, and um, I would like battle at in, at lunchtime and like freestyling. Consists I would always freestyle, and then lunchtime comes, people crying around lunch table because I'm you know we battling against some dope dudes at school that rapped as well. And, you know, I, you know, I, I was kind of nice at it, you know, I ain't trying to, you know, like hype myself up, but I was, I was winning a lot of them battles. So I was just like, you know, I was known for that. Like, yo, Scott, you know, well, I wasn't Scott time. I was like young millionaire. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we'll talk about that. So, but yeah, I was like uh, young, young millions. So I'm like, young mill, come spit something and stuff. So, you know, my cousins and everything and my friends. So I was doing that. And then, um, I ended up moving back to North Carolina, uh, back to Alabama for a little while. At the time that my grandma, after that my grandma had died, rest in peace, Anita Talbert. I mentioned her a lot of my music, and um, after that, I kind of had an epiphany. I went through a lot of stuff, like you know, if you listen to my music and my my stories, my albums and stuff, like my life kind of sucked. Just to put it, you know, be you know forward about it. But uh, 
you know, as time progressed, you know, th- I realized a lot of stuff I had to go through to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, it was a lot of really bad stuff. And, you know, writing was kind of my escape to escape from that. And when I went back to North Carolina, uh, went back to Alabama, that was around the time my grandma had died. I ended up coming back to uh, North Carolina after that. And I was just kind of lost. And at that time, I was homeless. I was still young. I was finishing out high school in the homeless shelter. And one of my mentors, uh, Mr. Baldwin, he would, like, get a taxi back and forth for me to go to uh, school every day. Like, it was like that, you know. And so I would be, after that, I would come and go back to the shelters out the school. And I was writing raps. I was just writing. I was writing. I kept my boot bag. I kept notepads full of rhymes. I was just writing. every uh, Consistently just writing, just writing, just writing. Youngest dude in the shelter. And I was just writing, writing. And um, it was, it was, I get maybe I skipped a little part. When I, when I, at one point in Alabama, when I was right, when I was still in the young millionaire phase, I was just a product of my environment. So I was into some stuff that I shouldn't have been into. And I was rapping about it. So, you know, I was just like feeling myself up young and stuff. And like, I was doing some stuff. So I was like, you know, I got a stack of money in my pocket. Got, you know, some in my book bag, a little something, you know, stuff like that. And that wasn't me. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, getting caught up and I was from the South. So at that time, it, Gucci Man was popular, Young G's, everything like that. But I still liked the stuff that I that I like. I like Lupe and stuff. And that wasn't cool in the hood. Like, they was just like, nah, man, what are you talking about? Mike, Mike Jones just dropped. <laughs> you know, it was like Mike Jones album just dropped. Gucci Man just started popping, Lil Boosty, all that stuff. And, I, and But it was something to me that liked it, that, that liked the Lupe, what he was talking about. And I didn't understand why I liked it until, like, you know, now I understand more because that's, like, who I was. So... When I came back after my grandma died, she is the reason completely why I became Sky Blue. Like, I reevaluated what I wanted to do. Like, do I want to take music serious? I was like, this is something I really seem to really love. So then I started taking it serious and I started to like kind of expand my mind of what I was writing. And I was trying to write different concepts to uh, different, I, I was writing to certain people beats that I liked. So, like, say for instance, it was a tribe beat or a Lupe beat or Common or something like that. I would like, what if I was on this beat? How would I tell the story I was trying to tell? So a lot of time before I even got instrumentals, I was writing in my mind to the beat. I had a beat looping in my mind or playing in the in the, in the, uh, in, in the um, iPod. And I was just trying to cancel out the words and get it in my head. Then I start like writing to it of how I was, you know, approach this. So that's a lot. Of, that's how I started. And then I was like, my grandma, that was a big part of this because, you know, when I was writing, she, you know, this is of course before she died you know she liked you know my poems as well and you know she seen something in me that i didn't see in me and teacher seen something in me miss lockhart seen something in me that i didn't see in myself so as i started to really take it serious after she died i, I you know i kind of was like yo i need to have a full reevaluation of what i want to do as a person and what i want to do with my music and that's when i I, I'm a, I came up with the slogan, I don't rap, I paint the sky blue. After I came up with my name, Sky Blue, I, I put all this together from, from like the ground up. Everything that I do is very strategic in the, into the person who I am and what my music represents. And I was like, what would my grandma love? You know, what would she like if I did, did Oh, she won't want me to cuss. Like, I ain't cuss, I ain't just not cussing because of, um, it's a novelty or something, a gimmick. Like, no, I, I, because she will like, when I was writing stuff before, sometimes I would. And she's like, you don't need those words in there. You, mm. you know, you're smarter than that. You don't need that. You can tell your story without doing it. So that's a big part of why I don't even cuss in my music. And now it reaches more people, of course. And it's, you know, it's more universally accepted, you know, without having to edit anything. But, you know, that's one of the main reasons. And um, 
that's you know after that i started you know linking up with a guy from north carolina k dot mills he was a, a producer and um a friend ac and you know and we was uh we was just back and forth every day just recording going to k dot mills place he's making beats i'm i'm writing rapping and it's just from there and it just it's built up from there so that's that's basically how i started i, I was trying to kind of like uh you know i was uh I cut a lot of the stuff out because my life is, I got an album called Sky Blues Unmodern Life. My life is very unmodern to say the least. So I'm, I'm just trying to kind of like, you know what I'm saying, trim around the fat of it, you know, but it's, it's still a lot more that I'm kind of like uh, revealing over time about my stories and stuff. But yeah, that's a, 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 you know, a little summary of how I started doing music. No, I mean, that, that was, that was a lot, man. And, and that was um very, interesting to hear you know I, I think it's really mature of you to to think about what would your grandmother want and then act on it like that's that's pretty mature and responsible of you you know I always say like I half times or most of the times MCs don't really need to curse you know you can if you're good if you're really good, you'll listen to an MC and not even realize that they didn't curse, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. that's that's I didn't even think about that when, in listening to your music that you didn't curse, you know. Um, but like you said, was, it gets further. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that, fam. I was just about to say the same thing. Is people people over time say the same thing? And be like, man, I just realized you didn't cuss. You know, I wasn't in it. Like, I wasn't like, yo, I'm doing this. And plus, I don't cuss. You know, it's just like, right. you know, you get caught up in the music of it. And you're like, oh, he didn't even cuss. I could play this for my kids, you know. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. If you do, it is, you know, that's your prerogative and stuff. But, you know, it, it's dope when, not just saying it because it's me. It's dope when you can listen to somebody and they, they can tell a dope, like a real cohesive story. I make a, a, a really dope song. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you ain't got to hear edited or when it come on the radio it's like beep 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 and it's all the, the stupid sounds they be putting in, in there on the radio edited verses and stuff i don't all listen to the radio no more but i'm saying it's dope that you can listen to something and you can play it for any scenario around anybody and you got to worry about people kind of feeling kind of awkward about it mm -hmm. take me a little bit more into why you chose the name sky blue and the spelling of it oh see yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was. A, I know it was a reason we connected on the interview because I haven't done a bunch of interviews. I'm. I, I know people. You know, my 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 fam. They kind of. I'm kind of like mysterious. So I do music, but you don't see me much and stuff. It's like I'm an enigma in a sense. Like pe there's a lot of people that don't even think I exist. So that's that's funny. But um, the uh, <laughs> it's a lot of people. That, so see, see the interview is gonna be like you know they be like oh wow he is a real person but I can't <laughs> so um. But yeah, I, the the thing of y'all, I, I say that to say because you you asked some some dope questions, not the the typical questions, so that's dope. But um, I came up with the name Sky Blue because of um, first I came up with the slogan. Like I don't like storms. You know, thing about storms is I think it's it's metaphorical for my life because I've been through so much storms in my life, and also. You know what? I'm a, this gonna be the you gonna be the first time I share this with. This is a tidbit for my like sky blue lore because I have a expansive lore and stories in my albums that you know the supporters and listeners are following and listening to and, and characters. 
I got like story mysteries that they put together and stuff in the albums. But one of the things is uh, I don't like um, storms because of one of my, not my grandma that passed away, but my grandma, Carol Farrell, she used to pick me up when I was in foster care before my grandma, uh, before I made contact with my, my other grandma that I was talking about. So she used to pick me up on the weekends when I was in Alabama and in Columbus in one of these foster homes I was in that I hated. And she would pick me up on weekends and it seemed like it was mainly during the summer and stuff. So it was raining a lot in the summer. It was like storms all the time. And if it was storming, she wouldn't come because, you know, you don't know, ride in the storm and stuff like that. So when she didn't come, it like would just crumble my weekend. Like it would suck. So I would hate it when it storms because that was like when I know it's gonna storm, like that if especially if it storm on Friday, it's a wrap on the weekend. And that was just like because I just wanted to get away from that and I wanted to go with my grandma. And so that was one of the things I kept in mind as I started creating the name. I put a lot of little things in my life into the thought process of it. And one of those things where I don't like storms. I want people to, because of people, you know, at that time when I, even when I was doing Young Millionaire before I became Skyboo, when I started transitioning to Skyboo, I had some songs where people would tell me, man, I heard this and this brightened my day. Like, it's just the, it's like your voice and like the the message and the music, you know, the musicality of it, like the, the stuff that I pick and the instrumentations and this stuff and the progressions. It was like, it just felt better. It, it made them feel where, so it's like, AKA, like it was a storm and it painted their sky blue. That's how I looked at it. And I was like, that's my thing. It's like, I don't, and they, and they also they would say like, you know, you painted a picture for them. Even when I was writing stories, I used to, I used to write comic books. Like that's, you know, a lot of people don't even know that. I used to write comic books. I used to make my own as in I would get notebook paper. I would staple them up and I would draw the boxes and everything. I would draw the characters. I would have them doing powers and naming the power, screaming it out when they're doing it. I had all that. Like I really was was like that. And um, it, that was like, you know, back to the painting, you know, the imagery and, and the graphics and the music. So I was like, you know, I want to paint the sky blue for them. I want if them to be going through something, whether it's that, you know, whether it's that day, is that week, or you know, I want them, and that especially now, you know, they said, but you know, I wanted to be like it helped them out. Like, man, I was going through it, and I heard your song, like one song or something, and it just brightened their day or just changed their whole mood, gave them more perspective. That's what I want to do. I was like, that's what I want to do. That's what my grandma be proud of. So that's what was like. I want to paint the sky blue for them. I want, and my favorite color is blue. We haven't got blue on that blue, you know. So paint the sky blue. So. I just, you know, sky blue is going to be one word. It's going to be capital S, capital B, all one word, lowercase L-E-K-Y-L-E-W. So, you know, so sky blue, that just shortened for the the whole picture is painting the sky blue. So that's why I came up with that. I want to, you know, I want to paint those storms away. I want to chase the storm away. You know, when you hear my songs, you know, metaphorically and literally, you know what I'm saying? It's like a rain dance or something. Like, you know, the opposite of rain dance. Get the rain out of here. Uh, rain's cool, actually, but... The storms is it would yeah. suck. It, yeah. So, so the the blue though. So it's you didn't spell it B L U E. You spelled it B L E W. Um, wh- why'd you spell it that way? Oh, oh, because it's like I want it to be like a more of a like tied into Mother Nature and like the yeah. wind and everything. The wind, so the okay. part of the storms don't look like. Phew. So it's like Mother Nature blue. You know the story. Like if you if you were somewhere in the center, you're the first to get this. By the way, that's crazy. So if if say for instance you're somewhere across the world or something like that, you can't get to it. You can't get to the message or the music from where you at. So it's like 
God and like Mother Nature like blew the message to you. So it's mm. like you received it from the air, like it came to you. So it's like the message can reach anybody long as the wind blows it to them. So it's like the sky, the sky blew it to them. Me, the sky, you know, it blew the you know message to anybody around the world so they can receive it wherever they are, wherever they are. Interesting, at. interesting. That makes sense, man. Thank Especially you. when you think about, you know, you it being a metaphor for your delivery of lyrics to the people. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so dope, dope. So thank you. I want to ask you this, and and I said this earlier to you. Um, I, I your catalog is vast, right? <laughs> you know, you put out a project like every year since two thousand fourteen, so I don't have the time to go through all of those projects. But what I want to do is um ask you for those people that may not know, uh, if you would wouldn't mind like sharing your three most notable moments or impactful projects in your music career thus far? So what would be like the three projects or even experiences that you had in music that you would consider like your most impactful experiences or moments? Dope, man. You asked us some dope questions, by the way. This is dope, man. This is, this is like the interview, like my fam has been waiting for me to do, you know, shots of people I have interviewed before as well, but I'm like, you know, wherever we get more in depth with the, you know, you know, kind of like the sky blue story and experience and, you know, how yeah. my mind, you know. And so, I know, I know I, it could be loaded. So if you, as brief as you can keep it. Okay. You know, yeah. Um. So, um. so you want me to do the albums or you want me to do the experiences? I could do both. You could do both, but keep okay, it to I, three if you can. <laughs> okay. So you can okay. do a combination. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my most impactful album is, Sky Blue the Cowardly Boy, and it's it is Sky Blue the Cowardly Boy. I won't worry like a tribe called Quest. So it's Sky Blue the Cowardly Boy. You know my fam know, but if you if you're new to who I you know my music, just listen to that album. You you know Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes, uh, that show. Oh, you know what? The '90s nah, cartoon about the little dog and stuff. I might not. I might not. I thought I did, but I I not. I thought you were talking about like. Another, like another one of your albums, but nah, I don't know. So yeah, that's him. You see him? That's him right there, the little purple pink dog. Oh, okay, you, okay. You, got it, got it. So when you when you uh you you look it up and you'll probably see it. it's it's amazing. It's a cartoon, and this dog would get like scared about a bunch of stuff. It'd be monsters and stuff, and he live in the middle of nowhere. He's just trying to protect his owners and stuff. A lot of those episodes of that show has some of the most like prophetic and deep meanings in them. And I always resonated with that cartoon. So I made an album called Sky Blue Cowardly Boy, and it chronicles, you know, my story and also a story that I'm telling about somebody else as well. And it's like this kid that he's like afraid and he's like forced to be in this situation. A lot of negative, like dark situations. He's, and he has to, although he's like kind of scared, he's he actually is fear in fear of it, but he's actually more brave than he even Matt thinks he is. Mm-hmm. So he ends up standing up and fighting through those situations that he thought he couldn't get through. And everybody around him was telling you, no, you're you're brave, you're very brave, but he didn't realize it. Mm. So that album is very impactful. That's clear, that's really, you know, like that's a cult classic with my with my supporters and stuff. So that album is nice. my definitely my most impactful one. Uh, I would like to say uh an uh, impactful thing event in my in my career would have to be um I'm gonna say for I'm gonna say that album. 
and then I would say like uh, another M. I'ma just yeah, I'ma just do one album, then I'ma do experiences. Yeah. Although cause I, I think it's Sky Blue Cowley Boy, and I do think there's another album that's very impactful as well. But I go into experiences, I just wrap them up. One of my um biggest experiences is making music for Funimation. So I got to create music for uh the big, you know, the big anime company, Funimation, the Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Show, My Hero Academia, wow. stuff like that. Yeah, man. So that was like a blessing. I'm an anime fan. Clearly, I see I'm an it. anime fan. Obviously. <laughs> so, so that's a blessing. You know, shout out to my big bro, Mega Ran. You know what I'm saying? He he put those plans in motion. Like, he set it in motion. And I just went through. I, I just took, you know, stepped in that door. And I just, you know, had to make that work. I was just like, I ain't going to leave this office without making it happen. And it just, everything just fell into place. Like, it, it was it was written in the stars for that to happen. So, um. I got to create music, me and my brother Sublime Cloud. We got to make this song called One for All. And that was a trailer for uh, uh, My Hero Academia, which is a, a big new anime, uh, Dragon Ball Super, for when Dragon Balls came back. And it's a trailer, it's still on YouTube. And then they, they, they used it for a bunch of other trailers as well. So that, that song was in constant rotation. So that was like, that was really powerful for me. That was a huge moment for me for sure. And I would have to say another experience will be um, releasing albums in like South Korea and Japan and in their charting. I was consistently, consistently releasing albums through Link 6. Shout out to Link 6, my brother A. June and everything. I released, they would release my albums over there, re-release them, and they would chart. They would be like on, num they'd be like top 10 on their iTunes and billboards, all that. Like in, in South Korea and Japan, we released a, a song a part of this compilation um in your mellow tone and uh this song never cry again and that song was like number one on their itunes under like j cole new album was under that wow and that was that's a blessing so that's one that's definitely one thing that i had to say to other spirits is definitely my big brother mega ran took me on my first tour and that was awesome so that's you know so he i consistently toured with him but that first tour, it was just like, you know, I didn't, you know, coming from where I came from in my background and foster care, homelessness, group homes, all that, I didn't think I'd be doing none of this, you know, and touching lives around the world. That's, you know, that's something. That's that's God, man, and that's a blessing. So that's a major experience for me. So that's my album and, and that one. And now I have this, you know, I got an EP as, as, I mean, an album, Brace for Your Life, Sky Blue. I would think that's another one that's, that's you know. Nice. Wow. I'm happy I asked you this question because that uh, Funimation story, I didn't know that. And that's pretty awesome. And I mean, even the charting in Japan, like that speaks to how successful you can be as an independent artist if you think outside the box, right? Like I'm using my thing. <laughs> but if you think beyond just you know, the States, right? And you think internationally, you know, and shout out to Mega Ran. I did interview him in Novelist this year on the platform. So Dope. it's cool to see that, you know, you Dope. guys have worked together, man. It makes sense. Of course, y'all working together. Those albums that I named, Race for Your Life, Sky Blue, and Sky Blue, The Cowardly Boy, was released through Mega Ran's label, Random Beats, which is also one of the best experiences as well because Big, Big Bro took me under his wing. He was the first to like, bring me under 
and take me on my first tour. He was like, I want to release your albums and stuff. So I'm still with random beats as well. I'm an independent artist, but anytime I want to present an album, drop an album through the label, I'm going to drop it through Mega Res label as well. So yeah, that's the big bro. That's what's up, man. I love it, man. I love to see like-minded artists collaborating and working together like that. So one of the things that I noticed about you and when I look at your catalog, you know, you work with a variety of different producers in your career, uh, mm-hmm. from Pobs to Sublime Cloud to DJ Remy. I don't know if oh, I'm Ray saying yeah. Remy, Ray um, Scotty Roya and Navo the Maestro. I'm probably missing some other names too, but how do your, how does these producer relationships tend to develop? Do you, you know, um, like, how, like when you think about all the different producers that you work with, um, how do you go about like working with them? Like, you know, to where it becomes, ends up being albums. Um, that's, that's another dope question that I'm sure people have been wanting to know. So yeah, shout out to you. Um, a lot of the, uh, most of those that you name from DJ Ray May, Sublime Cloud, and uh, Novel Maestro specifically, I'm gonna get into Scotty Roy and Pabs after, but those are those are like my brothers. So we're like best friends and we came up together. Like as I was starting, a lot of, you know, Sublime Cloud and DJ Ray May, you know, they were like um kind of doing it, but not as serious. You know, they were just kind of uh dabbling in it, especially Sublime Cloud. So like he was he was really dope, but he he was just kind of do it for fun. So when we got together and we said we're gonna be uh you know, we're going to be a group. And we just, uh, I just seen something, I seen something in them as, as a person, you know, I like working with people I believe in as well. That's, you know, because that energy and, you know, that connection and, you know, being on the same wavelength. So they're not only good people, my brothers, but they're talented. And I see more in them, you know, like as people saw in me. So I was like, they're going to elevate and stuff. So a lot of us was working together at the bottom, you know, when they their first few beats, beats and ain't been doing beats that long and stuff like mm. that. So they where they are now is crazy, and they still evolving. I'm still evolving as an artist, but it's just building that from kind of like that foundation together, you know. And so we we go back to the basement, you know. The, if you know, you know the basement, you know. We was in there dropping tracks, uh, going to stuff and such. You know, eating Burger King. I don't mess with fast food like that no more. Watching Sonic and stuff, and Digimon, and and making tracks just in my mom's basement. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us came up like that. And then same for Novo the Maestro. He was doing stuff in high school here and there with the band geeks and stuff. That was a group. But this is first like full length produced project. Like he's take you know as doing beats fully on his own and stuff. And people won't even know that. They're like, what? When they hear his production on the new album, it's like crazy. But it's a lot of that is in you. You know what I'm saying? It was already, it came from, you know, like Novel to My Show was like a secret weapon in my career for like a couple of years now. Mm. Cause if you see videos of us performing on stage with the band, he was playing keys. That's who was on stage with me playing the keys. And he'd give input and stuff like that. Or certain songs, like with me and uh, DJ Raymay, uh, my bro Leo Leonard, he, uh, you know, Navo had played out the few, wrote out and played out a few of those. I mean, um, uh, Leo wrote them out, and then Navo would like play out the actual um, the the uh, the piano melodies and stuff on certain on a few songs on that album as mm-hmm. well. 
So, you know, they, so when they see him, they're like, oh, yeah, that's him. You know, they, they didn't even know. You know, so like I said, those are my brothers. And we built this together. And it was like we, we knew what we wanted to do on the same accord with my two sets of brother stars. Like, uh, that's my family. It's like we on the same accord. So I, we all got the same kind of dream. And we know what we want our music to do and how we wanted to sound. And we want to do it our way and how we want to affect the people and how we wanted to sound and we don't want to compromise and we got the same goals like yo we want to try we want to tour to, to japan we want to go all over the world touching lives and stuff we all love video games and anime cartoons and that type of stuff comics and and things like that and then i linked up with like pavs overseas because of the music through like the jazz top community and everything like that and he was a dope producer and stuff and shout out to my bros and at the jazz hop cafe because they they they're the reason that came to be and um me and him released that project and stuff. I liked his music and his sound, and he liked mine, vice versa. And then we came together and made that EP. And that's that's like actually, I I got you know multiple a lot of albums and stuff, but that EP is just a small EP, and that's actually one of my biggest well-received projects. And it's just an EP, and you know, released overseas and released everywhere, but like overseas, it blew up, and then it blew up over here. And that's still like one of my most streamed on, you know, Spotify and Bandcamp and all that. Like that's like a couple hundred thousand, maybe like four hundred thousand now at that point of that whole album is, which is crazy. That was just a quick little EP that we just did for fun, but within the music, which was also a tribute to Nujabe's rest in peace, one of my favorite producers ever. And so that was a tribute to him released on his birthday as well. And then same for Scotty Royal. I met Scotty. Scotty Royal is one of the. I, I, you know, I have a connection with everybody. Everybody, you know, like I said, my brothers, they know me personally. They know what I, what, what I'll sound good on and what they want to challenge me with too. Uh, like, I was like, yeah, let's try something different and stuff. Scotty Royal is one of those people because, you know, my stuff, you know, I said, I don't rap, I paint the sky blue. So it's like a big picture. It's like a lot of different sounds and elements into one. And that's what he does. Like, if it wasn't, if, if Sky Blue was like a producer, I feel like it would be Scotty Royal because his stuff, it's so big and it's like vast and it ain't just one particular thing. You hear a bunch of sounds and different melodies and ideas. It's like a, a, a abstract painting. And I feel like that's what his production is. And I met him through judging a beat battle years ago in Greensboro. And he actually lost the beat battle, but he was amazing. And when I heard him, I was like, yo, regardless if you win or not, like I was like, I ain't trying to be a biased judge or nothing, but I told, I was like, after this, me and you gonna work together. And we started working together. And he got some uh, some stuff on, on my albums before Jazz for Autumn, Kids Mad, and Race Free Life, Scott, uh, Jazz for Autumn, Kids Mad, and stuff like that. And then um, also Scott Blue, Cowley Boy. Then we did our Royal Blue Reverie project. And that's one of my well-received ones through We Grow Racks, a label in Ireland, released overseas in, 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 in America as well. And that did really well. And it's a very abstract project. Then released our project together in 2000, um, I think it was 2020. The uh, the Royal Blue Eccentrics came out in two thousand no two thousand nineteen two thousand nineteen with Scotty Royal yeah two, okay appreciate it yeah two thousand nineteen Royal Blue Eccentrics that's one of my favorite projects as well and I feel like that's another project well the 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 fam they enjoyed it and the listeners they loved it and stuff but I feel like it's kind of under the radar as well but I think that's one of the projects over time that's going to like you know take off but he's an incredible producer so everybody brings something different to the table but I hear. I like different things from different people. So each one brings something different to the table. So that's where we all come together like Voltron and it just works. That's awesome, man. So 
while we on the topic of producers, I do want to talk about Navo the Maestro and his work on this new album, Keys of Light. Uh, the production is extremely rich. The beats are very soulful. It almost sounds like there's live instrumentation on here. Um, it is. So, yeah, it is. yeah, so you could definitely hear it. Talk to me about how the beats for this album was crafted or the production was crafted. Was this something where he literally crafted it from scratch with your concept or was it a batch of beats that you had to choose from and then he added like the live instrumentation over it? Like walk me through how the production was created for this. Word. I wish I wish he was here so he could he could uh give you um give you give you more insight on that and everything. Um but as of you know as working together with him on it is you know a lot of it was was from scratch as well you know well for one a lot of this stuff you know is is in all respects to him as as a maestro because of how he crafted it and composed a lot of that stuff a lot of those songs this would be the first time with a lot of people might think those there's no samples these are him beautiful he's no sample awesome. this is him playing out a lot of the keys and pianos those lush piano that's him playing literally on the keys of light that's him doing it and a lot of different sounds is just him producing and stuff and it, you know a lot of stuff from scratch but a lot of stuff we worked actually close-knit for this like he only stayed 10 minutes away now so he you know coming back and forth a few times a week and stuff and we for hours he he set up here in the living room or something and we just he just playing melodies and we just going back and forth and like, yo, try this or do this and that. And then, you know, we get out this, he go back home and he like, yo, I touched up on this and look at, or it, it might've changed to a whole, it started one way. Then he sent it to me later. I'm like, yo, you, you flipped it a whole different way. He's like, yeah, this, I think this works and stuff. Or he's just like, yo, check this out. That's how the intro, the last, the last joint you should be, um, watching. you should be watching and listening with the last songs mm -hmm. to be made because he just popped up with them joint, with that joint, the first one you should be uh, listening. And um, I did, he he was just like, on the humble, he was just like, he was unsure of it. He was like, yeah, this is something I've been working on, man. Let me, uh, what you think about this? And he played it and I'm like flipping out. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, this is crazy. He's like, yo, for real? I was like, yes. I was like, that's the intro. Right away, I was like, that's the intro. And I started spitting something to it that I had in mind that, was, that, that I wrote for something else. It was one fully polished, but it was an idea. He was like, "Oh, that's it. That's it." A lot of those songs were like that. Even like, uh, like the soul and you know, uh, we, the soul. We right here in the living room and just like he's playing like, and I'm just you know, we just jamming. Now I was like, "Yo, the soul, yeah, the soul, the soul, yeah." And, and we going back and forth, just jamming. A lot of those were just the energy, man. It was so much energy, especially after a crazy year. Ain't got to perform. Everything was locked down and stuff. I had a lot to say on that album and i feel like as an artist as a producer well he had a lot to say as well through the musicality and stuff so a lot of those beats chronicles him like chronicle things he was going through as well mm. and and you know what i'm saying even one of those beats or an old beat that he was messing with in high school that his friends had a song to that wasn't serious or whatever and um and he just like fully just revamped it and then it turned into something crazy so that's a lot of that came together from scratch and from us jamming together and stuff like that. So, you know, that this, this was supposed to be an EP that we were just we when we did this album, like the album been done. But like, I think in like early 2020, it was finished. But um, 
It was just a quick EP. Like we were just supposed to do a quick little EP of song. The songs that we started EP on ain't even on there. Mm. <laughs> it fully came, became something else over time. And like, yo, are we gonna do a whole album? Before you know it, the album is just bigger than we even thought it was gonna be. It was like, yo, what have we done? This is this is something totally different and stuff like that. So yeah, Navo, the maestro is you know really talented dude, man. That's my bro. He's he's amazing. A lot of the stuff he was coming up with, I was just like, what? This is nuts. And, you know, he's, you know, like, you know, this is the beginning for him. Like, he did stuff in the past, but, like, as a full artist, like, his career is really starting right now. So to start out on that type of, like, energy and, like, the product that he put out, whew. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Future is going to be crazy. You know, when you think about the album and you were just talking about, the last couple of tracks that you recorded and one of them being the opener tracks, that opener track just hits right away. And I think probably you guys noticed that and that's why y'all said that was it or maybe he noticed it and that would be the opener track. But you guys chose well in regards to the sequencing of the album because, you know, with music, you kind of want the first track to pull you in. And it, you guys did that with the first three tracks. It's very light, fun, but soulful, you know? So it just really... Thank you. It, it, Thank you. I, it's it's kind of difficult to describe it, but if, if, I, if I had to, I would say it's, it's fun, but... It sounds good. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like boom bap fun. You know, like you like you were right. saying earlier, like, you know, it's the type of music that you could play amongst young people, right? Like it, it has that lightness to it, you know, the, the good energy to it. So um, it leads me to my next question with the album title, Keys of Light. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about what inspired this title. Nice, man. Um Thank you, thank you for the compliments. By the way, of, of the album, that's that's what we that, that's what we was going for. Was was the first? It's funny that you said the first uh, three songs because multiple people have said that the first three songs are even on Apple Music. That's the first time out of any of my albums. Don Don aka uh, AK Novel Marshall hit me up. It was like, bro, when it dropped on album, he's like, man, yo, the first five tracks are favorite. It got stars on them. He's like, that's the first. I was like, what? I was just using like one track or two. It's like five, the first five. And we said that was like, yo, the first five, the first few, it's going to be hard for them. A lot of them going to be repeating that. It's going to be hard for them to progress because we want to knock it out the part. The first few tracks, we want to knock it out. We want them to, the, it's established, like what you're in for, you not won't want to leave. So you draw them in and then by the by the second half, it gets real, you know? So, uh, but but you uh, uh, the question again, you said, uh, why we chose Keys of Light or? Yeah, the title. That because of, um, you know, it's it's been not just last year and the year before. It's been a lot of darkness out here, whether that's from the world, the news, all that stuff. I don't want to get into that. And um, and artists, is music especially. You know what I'm saying? They it's always a lot of darkness into the artistry that these that these dudes putting out, and people love to dismiss it and be like, oh, it's just art. You know, they just being creative and they just being art. It's like, bro, why are they art is always dark though. It's like you're not going to question that. Why is always like a lot of these songs ain't helping people? Like a lot of hmm. people. You know, when they, you know, I, I, you know, everybody, you know, are affected by music differently, different types of sounds and stuff like that. But a lot of the stuff is the same stuff and it's the frequencies that they putting in it 
and it's just making people feel depressed and, and like if you're feeling depressed and you're just feeling down after that last couple of years or like people that just got you know that just ain't in a good place in life and then they're listening to this this dude that just got music full of just negative frequencies and what he's saying and the same old beats and stuff it ain't helping them man it's just like the same old same old and stuff so i was like somebody gotta like kind of counter counteract that it's like somebody has to counter that and have provide a balance because yeah it's gonna be some dark times but it gotta be the light too you seeing more dark than light so i was like somebody gotta come with the light especially in hip-hop because it's like it's not cool to be light. it's not cool it's always the dark stuff it's just like oh yeah it's the cool like it's the you know it's like the the emo kind of you know uh you know i'm i'm so i'm so this and that i'm depressed i'm this and that you know it's just it seemed like that's what's being pushed especially on the youth it's like they ain't got nobody to look up to or nothing they ain't got nothing that's gonna make them feel better like people went through like hell the last two years so you know the music is the is an escape people could go to music and they just like and make them feel better at least they can escape through the music. But if you ain't giving them nothing that's gonna help them, they ain't giving them no light or anything like that. You, they're gonna be in the work the even worse than when they started because they ain't really got nothing as a as kind of like a, a mental liberation or a spiritual liberation. And so that's what we was like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna represent what we want, what we want to provide to the world is the light. It's a lot of darkness. We want to provide the light. So also we're gonna give them keys of light you know through like the keys but also it's going to be keys for the mind body and soul as well so that's why you got a lot of things like breathe life spread love eat right the keys of light like different gems that's being you know that we dropping for the people that's going to help them that's full of light as well and we wanted that light to just like that's what we you know had the, the way we rolled it out was mysterious with the the different videos and we had the you know we had the story we had like you know uh, different characters in the story i don't know if you caught it but like the first few posts before the album came out it was like people didn't know what was going on people thought like you know like my page was hacked in it well it was but you know it was so uh you know i had it was you know characters and story you know tied into you know the overall arching theme that we're trying to you know uh we're trying to uh, convey through the music and the stories but you know we just wanted to be something that was going to be memorable it was like once you get this light you should spread it to others, you know, because a lot of people is looking for that right now. A lot of people is like mentally distraught and just like they don't know how to get through it. Like you turn on the news and all this stuff and social media, like that's not helping them because it's nothing but fear and panic all the time. And it's just, you know, division, arguments, there's this happen, this happen. It's just like never, it's just, it seems like it's never any light at the end of So it's always just despair. This and that, oh, this happened, this happened, death. This happened, this happened. Oh, let's argue about this politics, this, that, that. So, you know, who's gonna come through with the light and be like, yo, just you know, yeah, life can kind of suck, but you know, we need to focus on your life right now. What can you do to better yourself? You know, you should exercise, you should, you know what I'm saying, you should breathe life, you should watch what you pumping into your spirit as well. You should watch what you eating, you should watch what you the food for thought, you should watch what you're putting into your mind, body, and spirit as well. And you know, it don't, we don't seem like there's too, you know, if there are dope, you know, uh, conscious artists out there that's trying to spread it, but you know, the machine ain't gonna make sure that it's gonna make sure that ain't gonna get out there. So, you know, somebody gotta kind of push through no matter what and kind of fight against it. So that's what we was trying to do is like, yeah, we're gonna step up and we're gonna represent this. We're gonna give the people some hope, some light, some love, and hopefully they spread it and that light will just engulf the darkness, you know.
you know, hearing you explain that, it actually makes a lot of sense in terms of what we get with the music. And I want to thank you for taking, you and Novel, for taking such an inspirational and uplifting approach with the music. You know, because you. I do believe that hip-hop needs that. You know, we you. need to continue to put the uplifting, the inspiring music out there that, you know, that that makes a, a, a good impact on people's experience, you know, their listening experience. Yeah. Thank you, family. That That's the thing. Like, that, the you know, the young generation and even the older generation and middle generation, the people they follow the most besides, you know, like actors and stuff and celebrities are rappers, entertainers. Mm -hmm. A lot of these dudes, a lot of these entertainers, when I'm saying dudes, I'm saying in general, a lot of these dudes are just like, they're not, you know, if these people are looking to you guys for inspiration and hope, not the same talking points over and over again that, that you know, that the same narratives that you pose to follow. No, we talk about the real issues that mm -hmm. people are going through and how they truly feel. And it needs somebody who's not going to just be another one of the, the drones out here following the same process. No, we're going to give you something that's real that's not being said by these dudes. And so because a lot of these dudes that you look up to, they're failing them. They're failing these people. They're failing the, the generation. They're failing the youth. They're not giving them nothing in cipher that they're going to leave and, you know, think about and be like, yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I should look into this. Maybe I should try to better myself. And maybe I should, you know, I, sh I shouldn't be on social media this much. Maybe I should go out there. Maybe I should read a book. Maybe I should walk. Maybe I should enjoy life, nature. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should do some things like this. Because, like I said, a lot of these artists, they're not, you know, they're not really giving the people anything. Like, they're looking for They're waiting for these artists to step up and be a leader, be a role model, be a real role model. Not the same thing that everybody else is doing because everybody's doing the same thing. Somebody got to stand up and be like, I'm going to go against the status quo. And I'm going to stand tall in what I believe in. I ain't going to compromise. I'm going to be different. And I'm, I'm going to just, you know, give myself to the people. I'm going to give them the music I want to meet, the message I want to give them as well. And hopefully and inspire them and help them. And they'll give that to somebody else. Or a lot of the youth, they're going to grow up on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that a lot of the, the entertainers, man, they got to step it up because they're the people. They have all this power. And what you're you're just misleading them. You're you're misleading the sheep. That's all you do. You you leading them to the wolves mm -hmm. instead of giving them something that's going to help them out and that's going to you know they're going to be able to elevate off of and expand their mind state and raise their vibrations and everything like that. They're not giving them that man. They not you know what I'm saying. So somebody gonna have to step up. You know and fight through. Already got to fight through the system. You know a lot of the social media platforms. You know like kind of like. Um, making sure you know your your posts ain't seen like that or something like that but if we posted something that was like just something goofy or something that was just like something negative say for instance my little you know my little uh beef my beef say for instance i was forming somebody snatched that that'll be everywhere mm. but say for but say for instance we put out a song that's gonna be full of light like a really dope song with some light some love and that's different and stuff we gotta jump through hoops just to get it heard mm. you know i'm gonna come back to that uh, because that's a point I want to talk about a little later on. But I, I wanted to talk about your your style as an MC because you definitely have a persona, right? <laughs> um, and I think it's a cool thing. Uh, you're very kind of sort of like eclectic but fun and have like a really thoughtful style as an MC. 
in your own words, however, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to paint the picture of who you are, right? Um, This is my observation. But in your own words, how would you describe your style and your intent as an MC? I don't rap. I paint the sky blue. You did say that a few times, and in <laughs> that's your music, what, yes. Uh, as as a, as a you know on a on a broader scale of it is you know I just, like I said back to my name like I want I want people going through some things to be able to turn my music on like you saying the project is fun that you know what I'm saying that's how you 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 bring them in you bring them in with catchy beats and stuff like that and when I say catchy we ain't talk about the the hit songs out there that's catchy because their catchy is different from our catchy. Because the music that we're making doesn't sound like anything out. Even even if it's boom bap, it we still don't sound like all the other boom baps out there. You know, we we bring something different to the table, and that's what I want to show through through my artistry. Because I got boom bap, I got jazz, I got I got a whole album with DJ Ray May about going to space. We talk about going to space. It's a literal album. Every song is a different planet, <laughs> and we talk about going to space and coming back and stuff. That's awesome. You know. A lot of people, as a thank you, a lot of artists are not, you know, afraid to try to take take those kind of steps and try to like do something different because yeah. it's different. You know, they're yeah. like, uh, this ain't this song right here that got millions of views, so I'm gonna just copy this. And we, you know, what I'm saying we scrape, we scraping and try to get the few thousands or whatever that we get, but we grateful for it because those people are appreciative of the artistry Absolutely. and the 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 you know the concepts and you know, thinking outside the box, you know, well, in the music, you know what I'm saying? So many people are stuck in that box and, you know what I'm saying? We thinking outside of the box and bring us, that's what I want to do with my artistry is like you, when you see, say for instance, I got a, one of the songs is Tidbit. Um, I got a song called Sky Blue Meets Bigfoot. Now, when people hear that song, I mean, when people see that title, my supporters are going to see it and be like, oh, this is about to be, Sky would do that. This is going to be interesting. They know, the, yeah. Uh, anybody else would be like bro what <laughs> like what you what like what you know people are afraid to do that type of stuff then you hear the song you're like wow okay that makes so much sense it's thinking outside the box and as any artist you know there's so many types of artists out there not trying to discredit anybody but we are blessed to be able to create something that stands against you know most of them because we're in a time where in hip hop where everybody just about sound the same minus the underground guys that's holding it down. But if we talk about on, on the main, on a, a broader scale of artists, a lot of people sound the same and they follow the same, you know, same cadences, same flow, same beat pattern, same drums, same distorted 808 kick, the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? And our stuff ain't nothing like that. It was like, we go talk about the same thing. I ain't, you know, we ain't gonna approach songs like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Novel was telling me, he was like, you know, the other day we was outside talking about the album. He was just like, man, a lot of these beats I sent you and we did, I would just kind of like, you know, try to get an idea of how he would approach it. It was like, every time you send it to, every time I hear it, it's nothing like I thought you would approach it. Like, because you know say approaching music I have fun with music, man. Like it's a painting, you know what I'm saying? Like Bob Ross, one of my favorite artists, the, the joy of creation, you know what I'm saying? It's um creating something that's gonna be beautiful and timeless that when people see it, it aka they hear it and see it, I say 3D paintings because they're gonna see the image as well and they're gonna hear it. And it's gonna be something that's gonna be like, yo, I've never heard anything like this and it's gonna be memorable. 
against all of them, you know, but against most of them, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I want to do my music. I want to give them something that's going to be different and abstract. And there's so many different styles and varieties in it. Like I do jazz hop, I do boom bap. You can say it's conscious. You know, I got some positive, you know, like positive uh, lyrics in there. I even got some spirituality in there with God and stuff like that. It's all combined into one. So that's why I say it's painting the sky blue because it's a, it's a big picture full of different elements that you have to study and they're all different, but yet they all, you know, contribute to the, to the, you know, the final product or the picture, the image that we're trying to paint for the people and how I want them to leave with the, you know what I'm saying? With, with the message that was into the music and stuff. So that's what I want to do. We just want to, want to give them music. That's going to be, that's going to, you know, that's going to be memorable that you're going to remember, but also it's going to be something that's just so different where people could be like, yo, ah, uh, man, I, nobody else would have done that. You know, we hear that all the time. Yo, nobody else would have done that. Even artists be like, bro, I wouldn't have done that. I don't know how you would approach that beat like that. Or I wouldn't even know how to approach that beat or even do that, that song concept. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we want to give people adventure. Me and Sublime Cloud got a sub, like my, my drum, one of my dramas is Painting the Sky Blue. And, but when me and Sublime Cloud get together, we name our, our, our subgenre adventure music because mm. we make music for people to go on adventures on. You got to get up, get, go out there, go explore, go do something, go follow your dreams and stuff. We got the soundtrack for that. You know what I'm saying? So we're doing different things for different situations. But all in all, it's for people to dream. It's for the dreamers out there. It's for the people that know there's more to life than the status quo and the norm for people that want to be different that it's okay to be different. We all we all are different, you know, not being, you know, of course people, you know, that's like the thing now, you know, being super woke and all that, you know, being different, but no, being different isn't, isn't like, oh, what they, what, you know what I'm saying? The picture that they paint all the time. There's many elements to being different. It ain't mm -hmm. the same talking points all the time. Being different can, you know, it could, it could be the way you dress, it could be the way you think, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people scared to think differently because the hive mind say think this way. Mm -hmm. And this is the way you have to think. So people are scared to be themselves, to speak up or to try different things. The hive mind can also be in hip hop because these guys are giving millions of views to this song that sounds like this song that sound like that song. <laughs> but yet they're in the comments making it seem like they're all different, but it's not. It's the same thing. And that's why I want my music for when it's going to do what it's going to do. Because once it does what it does, it's going to show people. Well, no, I'm blessed to, to even get this far my music. Don't get it confused. I'm, so, I'm, I'm very appreciative of all the people, my family that's been listening to my music and support me over the years. I'm saying, like, as we get bigger with it, I ain't trying to be a star. I'm just trying to, you know, get, of course, a little more recognition. When that happens and stuff, it's going to show a lot of other uh, inspiring artists that, man, it's dope. You could keep it, you could stay true to yourself, you could do something that's totally against the norm, and it's gonna work. You could be positive, you could be different, you could have a colorful sound, you, you could try different instruments in your music, like a lot of different sounds. You could approach songs differently, you can try different flows, different variations, cadences, all kind of stuff. You could try it, and it's okay to do that because it's gonna work. But if long as it's able to be boxed in, as if the powers that be are able to kind of like keep you constricted in this little area. Then it's you know be like I don't know if I want to try that as much as they may want to I don't know because it ain't working I might just have to uh, go here and do mm. this you know what I'm saying so yeah. that's what wow you know I feel like the the winter hat that you're wearing 
with the ear flaps and the strings have become sort of like your signature wear. Even mm-hmm. in like the animated images of yourself, right? On the artwork, how like it, it feels like it's part of you, right? <laughs> it's like part of your branding in sort of a way. Like, how did that begin to take on sort of your branding, like that that the hat that you're wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh man i'm gonna keep this one short and sweet uh the um this uh this hat quote unquote like notice this hat you know uh it may be it may be a little more to it than uh than meets the eye that's all i'm gonna say it is it's it may be a little more to it it might it might be more than just a hat you know and if you've been, you know, those that's been paying attention to certain albums, you may notice certain things, certain way of titles worded or the lore and certain things. This, this, this hat, you know, when, when we came together, everything changed. I'd never expected, you know, this to, to be, you know, be my, be, you know, like my, my image and to be like a, a, a logo for me, but it just happened because it was just destiny for it to happen. And then it just went beyond what I even imagined. You know what mm. I'm saying? I, I really never thought that this would happen. Actually, <laughs> it's crazy. So once this happened, once people started drawing it, like once I was like, "Oh, this is this is crazy." Okay, and then that's when I started coming up with a little, a little more to the the story. You know? Interesting, interesting. So you said people started drawing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. people started you know drawing, doing artwork for me and stuff like that, okay. and like doing like fan pictures and stuff and drawing me in the hat before I started wearing it a whole lot. At that point I was wow. only wearing a like, little bit and okay. I was like, Oh, that's a thing. Ah. I just like to wear it. I, I was like, Oh, this is, I just like to wear it. Then, then that's once, once it, you know, got a mind of his own, you know, then things started to change. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. So oh man, let's, uh, I, I, it's like, we were we already an hour in. I haven't even got to the to the music specifically. So <laughs> um, let's jump. Let's go. Let's go to that actually. So, man. All right, Leah. Let's just go into some of the music. So the first song on the album, entitled "You Should Be Listening," mm-hmm. you start off by saying that they are still sleeping on you. You know, I guess certain potential fans and certain people in the music industry. You know, I think is who you're talking about. What about your music career has caused you to think that your music and art is being slept on? Um, because there's a lot of different. Um, like I said, I'm blessed to get any accolades that I've gotten on my own. Just work hard to get them. Every it seems like, a, you know, it's just been like a lot of. It's like been mountains. I've been climbing mountains my whole career thus far and for a lot of people it came more easy to them and it's still a lot of things that will come up in my area in north carolina different things like that different festivals or different events and stuff and they don't call me for it but everybody else is like yo why do y'all always overlook him like like mm. he's not there doing this stuff and this is this is my fam saying it this is you know of course me saying it and is you know saying people that i work with too is just like Really? And it's like, I got to the point of expecting them to do it, but I still work. I'm going to work regardless. But I was saying, oh, this is coming? Yeah, I'm sure I'm, they're not going to call me for it. And lo and behold, and you know, local media like that, 
they don't show no love you know what i'm saying like we had those dope events that we'll put together i've been put good like you know what i'm saying a lot of ideas and stuff me and my team shot my girl ivy out of my brothers and everything like we'll be you know what i'm saying like i'm talking props and everything like doing dope stuff for the show it ain't just like oh we on stage for no we got a whole performance put together we giving out props we doing all kind of stuff and it's just like nobody's getting behind that besides you know our friends and a few of the fam that would come certain shows will be you know got a great turnout certain shows wouldn't and it just seemed like locally not getting that love and then in the scene of hip-hop in general it just seems like um more the outcast out of those the outcast is it because of how different my music is so it seems like man they still they why they sleeping like and it'd be shadow it'd be like people watching from the shadows because you know they're so you know they watching mm. and stuff because the numbers are there so like on the in the in the public eye they won't say it but you know what i'm saying you know they are and then when you see them that's when they like oh man yo that new thing you dropped and stuff yo that's crazy or this song like that i'm like bro i didn't even know that you that you heard this or something like that and that's the benefit of knowing of like all my you know what i'm saying my fam that supported me over the years i know them just about like we've had interactions i respond to them we talk in dms or i respond to their comments on facebook twitter i mean facebook youtube instagram and stuff so i know these people so a lot of these people that come out of the woodworks when i announce something big that i'm doing like oh my music is in this or something like that right. in a video game or something then they just pop up which is support which is also awesome. always come but, at that point <laughs> bro what they <laughs> we, always believe me, we talk about Never, this all yeah. the time yeah and then and it's like yo where you been at it's like i i know these people i know my fam like i know them they're family for a reason they're not fans they're my family i know them we build a relationship to you know what i'm saying through this music so and it seems like you know just getting slept on and then it seems like also when i do stuff like this album which is you know uh it's probably you know one of my biggest projects already and it just came out which is a blessing but it's like i noticed people are pointing out more more of the songs in certain things like yo you were snapping here or this right here and then i'm like that's dope but i got songs and albums in the past where I was doing the same thing if mm. we talk about lyricism and the writing right we've been been writing like this and y'all just ain't really you know sometimes it's dope to get support but sometimes you want more than a fire emotion, or you want more than just a oh that's a dope song sometimes you want them to point out like oh yo this line you said or this cadence or this that this this wordplay here and it seems like that's get overlooked a lot mm. and they just get caught up in the song like yo this is a dope song and stuff so then when they talk about like lyricism and stuff we don't really get don't really get bought up like that and it's like yo they still sleeping so they sleeping on that but they also sleeping in the world like we in the wokest generation that we in but yet they sleepwalking out here because you you pick and choose what you woke about what you woke about well we ain't gonna talk about it yeah yeah you know i i have to ask you and i think i alluded to this earlier like you've been putting out music since 2014 to my knowledge yeah, and, even um, before I've been yeah, music. That's what I said. To my knowledge, I, I, I've, mm -hmm. I've, I don't think I've been able to go further back than that. But I mean, it's been a long time, nevertheless, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and like I said, you've been putting out projects every year, and most of the time, it's an actual album. You know, like even this mm -hmm. album is like seventeen tracks. Like you put out, yeah. You know, <laughs> you put out LPs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. and so I wanted to ask you, like, how have you been able to stay consistent and 
and just really keep putting out quality year after year? Like, what has been the motivation for you to keep that momentum? I think it's, it's you know, how bad I want this. You know, when I'm talking about touring, traveling the world, I see it. it it's, it's one of those things, man, where I talk about it with my, my brothers and stuff is we all see the same thing. We all know that I'm like right here. It, it seemed like the last few years has been like right here. It seemed like one little thing that happened and that's gonna be the thing that's gonna push it out. But it seemed like can't reach over that, they can't pass that threshold for some reason. Mm. So that kind of like plays your mind because every day you wake up waiting for that email or that call that's gonna be life changing mm. because you know the music is there I created an image that nobody else has in, in a sound that's hard to find. So technically, we, you know, I'm I'm technically unmarketable, you know what I'm saying? And this is humbly speaking, right. but like I got I got stuff, but I don't want to, you know, be signed to a major label, but I'm just saying somebody that can come along that can help, you know, that can put a little something behind I get it. I that understand. can get us, you know what I'm saying? So knowing that and like dang, it's just like it still ain't happening, you know what I'm saying? You, I'm visualizing, you know, visualizing being in Japan and different countries and seeing at night the city lights and stuff and the neon signs. I point that out because I talk about that when music, like it's it's something small, but it's something that that I look forward to because I want to travel, I want to see these places, and and still being in a position where you put out all these albums and do all this stuff, and it seemed like nothing really sparked. Besides, you know, like what it does with the with the supporters, and that's awesome and stuff. But it's like ain't really getting those opportunities and stuff, and that's something that fueled me. Like it's like yo, I gotta fight harder, and the storms obstacle, obstacle, obstacle. Gotta overcome that, and 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 still gotta push. And I guess it's because of just how bad I want this dream. I want it so bad. Like I know what I'm put here to do, and it's this. It's here. It's to make this music. It's to touch these people out here. When I go on the road and and I'm performing and, and like and I'm touring and stuff, and I I meet people, you know what I'm saying, that's hugging me for like five minutes and crying, saying my music did something for them. like yo, it helped wow. me do this, it helped me, it helped me, it saved my life. Literally, mm. stuff like that is like okay, that makes all the hard work, it makes all the blood, sweat, and tears, that makes it worth it because this is this is what this is the end game. This is what you want to do right here. You want to do this consecutively around the world though more people different cultures different backgrounds and stuff hearing the music i got i got people that listen to me all over the world bro and they some of those people listen to my the music first and they they just enjoy the music hit her like the energy the frequencies the sounds and it just make them feel good and then when they hit her lyrics they be like i knew this was some i knew it had some good lyrics i knew it they didn't even know what the lyrics were saying. They just knew how the song sounded and it made them feel. It was like, I knew, I knew this was the reason I liked this song. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then people talking to me through Google Translate and stuff like that, stuff like that, just because how my music is affecting them. And that's, that's the type of stuff that keeps me going because I'm pushing through all these obstacles and all these forces that want to stop me, but you can't stop the light. You know what I'm saying? And and all these artists out here that's just doing the same old, same old, man. Like the same old, like it's the same thing over and over again. So yeah. I was just like, somebody got to kind of fight through it. So that keeps me going, thinking about my grandma, thinking about what God put me here to do. You know what I'm saying? Thinking about how much I love music. Right. I love it. This is what I do. I, that's why every album sounds different and it sounds fun. Like you said, it sounds fun because I'm literally having a good time. Like I enjoy music. I love it. 
that's the best thing. It's the it's the biggest tool to the subconscious, to the spirit, everything like that. So that's why music is so important. So that's why so you got to be real careful of what you put into your mind and when you put into your spirit as well. Mm-hmm. So that's all of that is tied into. That's what keeps me going. You know. Wow. Well said, man. So back to the song. You should be listening. You have a line on there where you say your relationship with music is like Yumchi. Real cool rapport. What is Yumchi or Yumchi? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Okay, so you'll be the first that I break that down for. So it's it's Yamcha. Okay, I'm so sorry. I I said it the wrong way. Yamcha. I knew I was like, as I'm reading, I'm like, ah, man, I, I probably got this pronunciation wrong but you get it now yeah so yamcha is a character from dragon ball z and um he is a um he is a best friends with a cat named poor that's like his best friend is a cat it floats around and stuff it talks and stuff and so that's that was a punchline and wordplay because i was like uh soon for the stars i've been running up the score my relationship with music yamcha real cool with poor so I got a, I built a good rapport with the sounds and the sonics and the music. I love it, like I said, but I'm saying so real cool with poor rapport. So real cool with poor. So that's the, you know, oh, kind of yeah. like, you know, wordplay, kind of like dragging it a little bit, you know. So, so my relationship with music, yeah, I'm so real cool with poor. Wow. Okay. The How Dragon Ball I, Z fans know that. Well, no, they, yeah, they that, that, so like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah that, 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 I'm not a Dragon Ball Z fan like that to know that, <laughs> no, right? Like I, I messed up, you know. And no, I wrote all, it down, so yeah. as I'm referring to it, I'm like, I, I'm like, man, I, I'm probably gonna butcher the the title. <laughs> so it's Yum Chai, Yum Chai, right? I got yeah, it. Yum, yeah, yeah, Yum Chai. So like, dope. like Y A M C H A. So like Yum Chai, Yum Chai. Got it, got it. But thank yeah, you for explaining good. that. On the hook of the song Light Switch, you you say like this light switch, life is priceless. priceless. And you say it again. And then you say hit the light switch if you need a life switch. What is the significance of those lines? Oh, okay. Well, actually, it's a hit the light switch if you need a light, a light switch. Oh, a light switch. Okay. So, Got it. Thanks. But, but, yeah. Oh, it's all good. But it's like, so I'm like, once again, it, the, so the album starts off, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, this is a, you know what I'm saying? Exclusive. Like the album starts off is dark. So, you know what I'm saying? As a story standpoint, we go from light to dark and then back and forth. That's why you can listen to, you should be watching. You can listen to it back to front or front to back. Mm. So if you listen to it front to back, then it's dark right now. So you need some light. So right now, you you know what I'm saying? You can't see nothing. So you should be listening. So that's why you should be listening mm. comes in. And then when light switch comes, click the lights on. So now you're shining. So that's now you dope. still should be listening. But now we got to help you when the dark tries to come back. So that's why I said, that's why I got certain. So like the light stops shining sometimes. So like the, it, you're going to get to the point where it's, the dark is going to try to creep up in there. But now this is the blueprint. This is the manual right here to help you get through that. So then when you when you get to you should be watching, now that you know you should be listening, you should be paying attention to your surroundings as well. So now you now when you re-listen to it, you're listening and watching. And so that's why if you hit the light switch, if you need a light switch, so if you need like a light, 
So like, you know, when somebody say like, oh no, that's that's light right there. Like, yo, you killed that. Like, oh, you know, something light. Yeah. So, so something light. So that was like a play off a of light light. So so I was like, if you need something different, hit the light switch. If you need a light switch, right, right this right quick for the night shift. So it, it's to help you through the people that's out in the dark that's trying to you know the light that's trying to work through the through the through the dark. They're trying to help. You know what I'm saying? So this is gonna help you. So that's wow. that's why that's in that that song yo that's so dope how you broke that down and thank i was you know i was gonna get to ask you about the change up of the vibe of the album i think around track 10 it starts to get a little bit more slower and deeper Mm -hmm. and it makes sense now with the whole light switch being flicked on because it's deeper and darker as you say you know so wow like that's I mean, the album just came out, so I didn't really get a chance to soak it up as complete as I would like to as of yet. But now I'm going to go back and listen with that concept in mind. So that's really right, dope right. that you shared that. Um, yeah, so the next question I wanted to ask you is in regards to the track To The Max. You have a line on there where you say, you're young but an old soul. Where do you think you got that um, description or persona from? Being young, but also an old soul. Um, because a lot of people have said that, like you know, for me being younger, and it'd be like you know, for one, they you know they 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 see that and hear like what I say in my music or like my taste in music. Like I like jazz and the Billie Holidays and stuff like that, and like the soulfulness. And like, you know, the even the um, you know, 90s rap and all that stuff like that. And I was a baby during that time, but it's it's it was just always something that I that gravitated mm-hmm. to. So it's different things that I like that'll be like, most people your age wouldn't like this or like that. You know, you would like the current stuff. And I was just like, nah, I like this. So I, I, no, this is what this is what I like right here and stuff. And that's partially because of my grandma playing jazz and you know, old Christian music and the gospel and like, you know, soul and blue. Even when I was staying with my mom before foster care, my stepdad was playing Tupac and Tribe and Nas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was hearing that at a young age and stuff, playing Osley Brothers, Marvin Gaye, mm. you know what I'm saying? Elephants, stuff like that. And and like, uh, I'm hearing it and I'm like, I, I enjoyed it as a kid, but as I got older, I had appreciation for it because I understood it. I just know how I like how it made me feel. So mm-hmm. I took all that from my past and I'm a 90s baby. I love the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people say I'm like a product of the 90s anyway of how right. I, you know, like, you know how I approach music and, you know, the style and expressiveness and you know, you see all the colors and stuff like that. So I bought all that into what I who I am today. So it's like I'm, you know what I'm saying, I got like an old soul from the past, you know what I'm saying, but yet I'm still young. So that's where that came from. Definitely, definitely. And I could tell that I could, you know, when you listen to your music and just the things you talk about, it, you know, even the, just the type of music that you choose to rap over, like it, it sounds like, you know, some of what our OG MCs would rap over, especially like you said, the '90s. Me coming from the East Coast, I hear, I definitely hear the boom bap and the soul a lot. Um, so on the song Three Paintings IMAX, you have a line where you say. No competitor is better than the cherisher of character. And I wanted to ask you to explain the deeper meaning behind that line. Nice, nice. Um, oh, yeah. 
So like no com no com uh, no competitor is better than the cherisher of character. They dread it like the predator for me to realize I'm ahead of you. All that's connected because it's like for one, uh, it's like anybody like any enemies, whether that's MCs or it's like you know what I'm saying any negative energy that's going to be against somebody that has character that stands for something that somebody who cherishes character cherishes integrity not compromising standing for what you believe in and being an individual and not another one of these zombies out here or one of these clones mannequins and stuff so the world on the broader scale they don't want that they don't want individuality they want you to follow the system they want you to be in line with everybody else so that's that was that so they you know no they they the no competitors better than the the cherisher of character that was just saying you know coming into who i am like this is who i am this is what i represent so i'm you know what i'm saying I, i'm coming into you know what i'm saying my true being of who i am so that's why i was like no competitors better than the cherisher of character they dread it like the predator they dread that they dread for you to come into two of who you are your true you know what i'm saying true enlightenment and true belief in yourself your true you know your true form then they they dreaded like the predator for me to realize i'm ahead of you rather have me second guessing myself but we already up that was just a you know something light right there you know like on the humble but it's still like every now and then you got to put that little you know that little spice in that to show them like look you know what i'm saying i, I am the underdog and you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm still trying to do my thing and stuff but every now and then you know i'm gonna stand up and be like yo we do this too now we really out here you know what i'm saying so that was like a little bit of that like yo at the end of the day you know what i'm saying they may try to underrate us and overlook us and stuff but you know what i'm saying we still gonna let it be known that yo we we are somebody that you know that i'm somebody that stands for something and you know on the music tip as well like i hold my own on this music thing as well so that was that was just all that was connecting and saying you know then the cherisher of character i'm somebody that cherishes you know character integrity and being yourself individuality and not following the status quo and norm and stuff so that's what that is and also for me to realize I'm ahead of you. You know, they want me to, they want us, they want people like me to feel like, you know, I'm inadequate to all these dudes out here because they got millions of views and followers and they can just put something out, it's gonna get seen instantly. So if if they feel like the machine is pushing them, so they want you to feel like people like us are like the lower class, they want us to feel like we're not gonna get that attention. So we're not equal to them or we're not, you know, we don't deserve, we don't belong there, but we do. Dope explanation, man. So you. you have a song called Paying My Dues. I really like the singing on it. It, it's, it makes the track very memorable, too. Um, how do you define paying your dues? What does it look like for you in your career? Man, another dope question, fam. Um, so first, shout out to my bro Donovan Harrell, one of my brothers that's doing the singing on that track as well. And then, a little surprise vocals from autumn in there as well so uh the 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 fam they know the autumn reference but um um paying my dues is i guess a lot of the stuff that that i'm that i you know i was saying early but also you know a lot of my show you know what i'm saying doing the shows that we was doing working hard like putting together skits and stuff at the shows and like you know what i'm saying um putting together this album like if you for the people that may not listen to the album on Bandcamp. I would hope you did because Bandcamp treat the artists way better than Spotify and them. But um, if you will see every song description, if you click on the song, you see in the description 
more story, more lore into the story. So each song has a little description and different, you know, tidbits that adds to the story. And we've done that the last few projects. Like we've been telling whole stories as well as the album in there. So we're writing stories as well. So that's something that's paying dues that's, you know, that we feel like it kind of get overlooked, but it's cool because we're paying dues, somebody out there catching that. And then, you know, doing the shows, you know what I'm saying, where um, I'm, I'm just, you know, like bought up for like five minutes or something like that. Or like, you know, it seems like somebody that's not as good as you is getting all the shine and stuff like that. So you just got to hopefully they'll rock with you and stuff like that. Getting that five little, you know, five, 10 minutes up there or like, you know, seeing somebody that's doing a show that ain't, you know, they're half of what you're doing or something like that, but they getting all the praise locally, the newspaper behind all that stuff. But you putting all this work into these albums and the concepts and all this stuff, and it just kind of get like, you know, overlooked and stuff. That's paying dues. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, touring and stuff. And, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, I, I'm still, you know, blessed to even get on those shows. But, you know, wait, ready to get to the point where I could, you know, do my own headlining tour where the people be there knowing my words and stuff. And luckily, as time progressed, you know, as we toured, it was more people that shows as well to start that knew who I was and knew lyrics and stuff. But it's still, you know, still like I'm still trying to fight to get, you know, to get known. So I ain't really, really have my time in the sun yet. You know what I'm saying? I've had little sprinkles of it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still kind of out here as much albums as we got and the musicality of it and the concepts and all that, you would think it'll be, you know, it'll be bigger than what it is. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But it's still, you know, I'm still kind of like fighting for crumbs and it's kind of crazy. You know, most people that gave up, I, we talk about this all the time, but you know, I want this too bad. I know what I'm here to do, but it's like, I'm still paying dues. Mm -hmm. And, and I, going back to doing open when you know was was doing started with doing open mics and teen centers doing all kind of stuff i paid a lot of dues bro like and like you know a lot of the stuff of like videos you see we edit our videos it, minus the you know when i do get videographers and stuff but a lot of the videos i put out on youtube we edit in ourselves mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we making the covers and 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 you know when ivy okami is like drawing the artwork and stuff we do we do a lot of stuff for ourselves we doing this stuff here you hear the music you would think we're in a big studio because our sound shot the brian kid you know he's an excellent engineer and he you know he engineered our last few albums and they sound crisp and stuff but we here at the crib recording it in the room and stuff mm. and that energy that you would think we just hear and that we you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and that's that's paying dues and paying dues is like you know putting out a video that's that's really dope and you know it takes a few months to even crack a thousand or something like that when it, you know it's worth more than that but you're blessed to even get the reception that it is getting but you know that it, it you know saying there's there's more that it can do i feel like that's paying dues it's like yo don't worry my you know the time is gonna come when they're gonna you know they're gonna be behind us and stuff and putting out an album where shout out to media like you that's one that reached out that want to interview us and stuff that's awesome i'm truly grateful and stuff it, it and it it should be like you know more attention you would think you know what i'm saying but it, it ain't really like that you know what i'm saying minus the the supporters at least they're listening mm -hmm. to it and stuff so we like that's all that's paying dues man just still paying dues paying dues doing what you gotta do because you know one day it's gonna be where it supposed to be you know yeah no i i definitely hear you man um you know you you've definitely i'm you know had to keep keep finding ways to 
continue to be motivated because it could be, you know, it could be a little disappointing after all of these years. But keep doing your thing, man. Um, Thank the beautiful you. thing Thank is you, that your supporters are recognizing. Um, and, you know, hopefully with this video, you know, the little that it can do or whatever it can do to get out to more people, you know, hopefully that benefits you. Um, Thanks. Yeah, indeed. Um, the the track chess moves. Um, I want to ask you a question in regards to that. What would you consider as the best chess move you learned to make as an artist navigating through this industry of music? Um, man, what a great question. Um, I will have to say, um. Thinking, uh, thinking a couple of moves ahead and stuff, cause I I know a lot of artists chase the wave, so they chase what's popular and stuff. I don't. We make music that we want to make, and that's the type of stuff that will be timeless. Mm -hmm. Because I got songs that came out years ago that's just now taking off. Mm. But the a lot of these dudes, you know, they're prisoner of the moment, so they chase something. That's the current sound, like yo, this is what's popping right now. So I'm gonna ride this, and then when that's done, that microwave era, when that's done, then then what? You're like, oh, I gotta find the next thing. And a lot of dudes fade up into obscurity because they were chasing a wave. I learned to like stay true to who we are. You know what I'm saying? Making like that's why it says, uh, uh they rather keep me under the radar. They shook, but little did they know I've been making chess moves because. They don't know what I'm doing, but every time, you know, far as the blessings that I do receive, I pop up and be like, yo, our music is in a video game or something like that. And they didn't even know it was coming. Yeah. yeah. So working behind the scenes and stuff. So they think like, oh, we ain't heard from him. So, oh yeah, he probably, yeah, he probably gave up or something like that. We just pop up with a new album and something like that. And they're like, bro, dang, really? I was like, that's a, that's a chess move. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one of the the best the best moves right there that I learned is just like staying true to who we are. Don't really let them know what you what you got in your plans. Like you know that's why people say I'm mysterious because you know I'm not on social media that much. So you don't know what I be doing until I pop up and be like and be like, oh what man, you always up to something. That's you know it's unpredictability. That's that's where I was like, being unpredictable. We, you never know what we gonna do. Like I said, we dropped the album that was we was in space. Like two years ago, my last album before this was me and Sublime Cloud. Uh, we made a musical manga, like literally, it's a musical manga. It is the anime itself, and it's a soundtrack, mm. and all that. Nobody's done that, and so it's just being unpredictable and and stuff, and also um, not getting caught up in. I think another uh, important move I learned is not getting caught up in what's going on around you. Like it's that's why I end the song with saying. Black and white feuds got me bored. Such a yawn, cause real kings understand it's the land of the pawns. So they're knowing like the the little people, the underdogs, they run this world. Not these so-called kings and queens that run and pull the strings and stuff. Eventually, they're gonna get overthrown, and the pawns are gonna be in positions of power. So knowing that, yeah, they look at us in this kind of status. That's how they look at us. But we're powerful because there's more of us. Indeed, indeed. The the track holographic. Mewtwo. Um, tell me why you chose to title it that 
And also in, in regards to the subject matter, you know, the subject matter is sort of like, it's really a, it's like a thought-provoking track where you're sort of responding to some of the current political and social challenges, you know. So talk to me about the title and why it was fitting to attach that title to that type of subject matter in the song. Word. Um, so for people that know, um, you familiar with Pokemon? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, so word, word. So you know Mewtwo? Yes, yes. So I didn't the, notice I, that connection, but yes, I, I'm I'm familiar with that character. Yes, word, word. Of what? Shout out to my brother Classic Man who blessed that verse. He's a super dope MC out of Canada. He's awesome. So oh, yeah, he um, did a dope job on that on that track too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. He he's super nice. So I I, I approached the title of naming it that because I I titled it first because I knew how I wanted to come across on this song. And so this is a, a exclusive as well of explaining that song because um, Mewtwo, you know, for people that know him, it, I, I looked at it like, how would Mewtwo look at the state of the world? Because if you watch the movies and stuff, you would know like his theories on things and how he views things. It's not normal. Like he really breaks stuff down and he's very, very insightful actually. So like he, Mewtwo is like, he has a higher way of thinking about things and I wanted to approach a song like that. Would you would you approach a song like just your ordinary like person that just follows everything they're being told and fed? Or would you approach it as somebody that looking at the bigger picture of everything? Like, mm. yo, I'm not it, everything that is black is white. There's a middle gray area that you need to look at as well of how we got here. And that's how I want to look at the song. I want to have the same talking points that everybody has. I want to have like, yo, this is what's being overlooked. We're talking about this. Why we ain't talking about this? You telling them on social media more things to be afraid about and to be mad at each other about. And I'm trying to tell you how you need to step outside for a little bit and get some fresh air. Actually, take some time away from the Internet, actually, because mm -hmm. that could be infectious to your mental health. Take a break once in a while. Find time for self. Know yourself and know what you're here for, because being even uh, being alive is a blessing. A lot of people don't realize that. So that's why I approached that song like that because of, of how I feel like Mewtwo would approach it. So I, I got in my Mewtwo bag, but mm. also holographic Mewtwo because you shine and we still talking about light. And I was talking about painting images already. So this is a this is a 3D image. Holographic is basically almost 3D and it got the shine to it too. So it's a it's it's a mixture of both of them. So it's mixing that holographic Mewtwo and also holographic Mewtwo's was rare. It's still rare. Now you go online, you're going to pay a little bit to get a holographic Mewtwo. Mm -hmm. And if you had a holographic Mewtwo in high school, you was the man. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it should be looked at now instead of looking down on some people that that's that's looking on um, that looks at things on a different perspective that doesn't follow the norm and stuff. That should be something that should be honored. And that's something that is rare. It's rare to see that. So the free thinkers, they that's that's something that's rare. So that's how we're approaching it as this this state of mind is rare. And if more people were to have that state of mind, you could be as rare as us. We we're all together. If you were to have this type of thinking, the way you look at things like this and how you, you know, kind of like expanding your mind state and everything, expanding your mind on things, you will have that holographic mutual state of mind. And that is rare. And that's something that you should cherish if you do think like that. Ironically, the matrix is coming out again. <laughs> so moving right along the track breathe life spread love and eat right you have a line on there where you say mm. 
they dumb down the listeners. Like I know I know you don't say they, but you know, I'm just using it for context, yeah. right? But uh yeah, they dumb down the listeners, make make them easier to persuade while media really giving the conscious artist play. But play a track of yours and watch a flashback to a time before lyricism fell through the cracks. You go on to say some other things, but I just wanted to highlight that part. Uh, I raised the question on the show the other day that I asked, why is conscious hip-hop so difficult to celebrate? From your own experience as an artist, you know, sometimes taking the conscious lyrical approach, you know, how would you answer that question? Why is conscious hip-hop so difficult? to celebrate um i'm a, um let me say if, if i'm a, uh if if how I'm a, how will i how will i approach this because i could go at it one way or i can uh i can get my uh my huey freeman on real quick uh <laughs> well um you know if uh if we're talking about hip-hop in the black community uh you know what i'm saying uh we uh we won't have the jails filled up if we had law-abiding citizens one and uh most of the time when you buy when dudes about to commit crimes or do something crazy you know they're playing music and it ain't it usually ain't no conscious music for one they about to drive by you about to go do this yo where your location at they on instagram where your location at usually rappers where your location at and stuff they got some non-conscious music playing and stuff like that so like i said music is a tool to the subconscious and the so in the, the spirit you know you could go to sleep Thinking about a certain song, you can wake up thinking about a certain song. You can mm-hmm. have a whole different mood when you wake up because of that. What you pumping into your, your spirit and stuff. If you're if you're pumping negativity consistently in those those negative frequencies, you're not gonna be happy in life. You're gonna have terrible days. You're just gonna feel kind of miserable. You're gonna feel down. Not even know why. And you know, conscious music is the antithesis of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like the you you give them something. I feel like a lot of times. The hospitals in in this I'm gonna say in this in this uh in this perspective like hospitals and stuff they don't profit off of healthy people. If you ain't got nobody being sick, you know what I'm saying. How you gonna make your money? So if you if you're giving them food for thought consistently, you giving them consciousness and stuff like that. Before you know it, people are gonna start to realize who they are. Not just black, all people. We're gonna start to realize you know our higher beings and our higher selves. And like, yo, that's much more than we can. We we're kings. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep that was that keep us in the projects mentally. You know what I'm saying? Dumb down the listeners. Keep giving them the same stuff over and over again. The same songs, same concepts, the same. I'm shooting at a op. They in the videos with the guns, fake guns, fake money, and stuff like that. Broke body label, but to you'll see online and make it seem like they balling when they not. And then you you see that all and you you glorify that lifestyle. That's what you you know what I'm saying. You dumb them down. So the more they listen to that and stuff, when they hear something that's like the opposite of that, they're like, uh, nah, because these dudes over here making money and they, they popping. So this is what needs to be heard. This is what we going to gravitate to. If this, if the consciousness was put it up on a pedestal, minus, you know, like Kendrick and Cole is like two people, minus mm-hmm. that, you know, they like, oh, well, at least we gave you Kendrick and Cole. I feel, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it was like, nah, it could be more than that too. Shout out to them. But you know what I'm saying? You can't just give us two like, yo, but you, that's just like, do say well i got a black friend you know <laughs> it's just like it's like yeah dude like yeah they're dope but like you could there could be more you know what i'm saying but it's like long as you keep giving them that same stuff 
then they're not going to realize who they are. They're not going to realize that music can be different because they heard this. And I, I've had companies I've worked for that, that I've done music for that told me, and it was surprising even hearing that. It was just like, man, I didn't even know this type of music existed. I've been looking for something like this. Mm. To hear that consist consecutively, people saying like, yo, I didn't even know this type of music existed. That's crazy. That just shows how oversaturated the market is with this specific type of sound of music. And I say hip hop because I hold us to a higher standard because of how we created hip hop and what it was for. It was for mm -hmm. the disenfranchised. It yes. was for, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to tell the stories of their neighborhoods. And now dudes be talking about, yeah, yeah, we only make, yeah, we make this drill stuff. We make this and that because we talk about what we going through and stuff like that. That's an excuse. If you're doing that every single song, are you actually trying to shed light to it? Or are you actually glorifying it? You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like if you keep them following that, you got more dudes at odds. You got them killing each other. You got them, you know what I'm saying, going to jail. You know what I'm saying? They they just, you know what I'm saying? They just distraught and just bringing, bringing themselves down, bringing their vibrations down, lowering their, you know, their, their mind states and everything like that. But if you got somebody that's trying to give them some consciousness and food for thought, you're just like a person that keep eating fast food all the time. You try to give them something wholesome and stuff. It, they body act might actually reject it. Mm -hmm. They already mentally rejected it because they've been eating this nonstop. So they're like, I don't want that. It's like a kid eating vegetables. I want McDonald's. I don't want this. That's the same parallel to conscious music and stuff. So you keep the, the listeners down, you know, you kill their brain cells, you let them listen down all the time. When they hear something different, they don't even know how to accept it. They're like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this because that's what oversaturates the game. It make them feel like that's not cool. It's like, nah, that's 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 not that's not it right here. This is what it gotta be. So make them easier to persuade. And then you know, media rarely give it a conscious artist play because they feel like they ain't profiting off of that. They profiting off our downfall and stuff and it's the people that that's behind the scenes that's actually making it seem like they support us it's like, oh we part of the movement and all this stuff like that but yeah they pumping money into people that's that's making songs with guns in the ops we talking about the ops and i'm gonna kill this dude and all that you know what i'm saying man definitely deep man deep deep uh it's it's a, it's, a, it's a subject that you know you could go to so many different layers with man but I uh, thank you for sharing. So on the beginning of the track, the concept of love, you asked the question, what is love to somebody who grew up without it? How were you mm. able to get to a place of understanding what love is, even though you might have not grown up with it? Like what moment or experiences helped to define love for you, you know, in your I guess your experience of becoming an adult. That's dope. Um, I would have to say you had a, you know, I've had a wall up, you know what I'm saying? And I talk about that in music in the past of having this wall up because you were just, I was just down for so long and coming up as a kid was alone all the time and foster home to home, didn't know what love is, they had no family. You go, you're going from home to home and going from Presbyterian homes and group homes and stuff like that. So you don't feel like you don't have nobody, just you by yourself. So when you finally get to a point of, of having somebody who may actually love you, you don't really realize it. And sometimes you don't realize it till it's gone. You you know, every now and then you realize, I, I realize my grandma loved me and a few other people may have loved me. I might not know at the time, but later you like, yo, they actually loved me. And I think that relates to a lot of people because a lot of people may not know love because they came up in the same position, situation that I did. 
they was loners. They felt like the world was against them. They felt like they had nothing to offer the world. It felt like you felt like nothing. You know what mm. I'm saying? It's times I felt like nobody, nothing is still do sometimes. But you know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, your mind messing with you. And you know what I'm saying? That dark trying to get to you. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's actually getting around people who love you, your family, your friends, your loved ones and stuff. You know, I'm blessed to have got to this point of people that's in my life that I know they they want my well-being. They love me. And so now I'm able to be like, oh, and understand, yo, that's actually love. And love can also be multiple things. That's the song concept. What is love to you? Because there's different things that can be love. Love can be your love for, you can have love for music. You know what I'm saying? You got love for God. You could be like, God is love. You know what I'm saying? That's what, like, sometimes you like, it's like, yeah, God is love, but it's like, where was love when we needed it? You know, a lot of people ask that question, you know, saying whether you're spiritual or not. Even the most spiritual people as though like, God is love. Well, where was you at during this time? Where was you at during it? You know what I'm saying? That's a question you have to ask. You, you realistically, you're going to ask sometime. Or like, uh, I love this person. They broke my heart. Like, I love I love this. This broke music or something. I, this broke my heart. I get broke my heart broken by music all the time. But you, how, you know, unconditional love, you fight through it. You push through it because that's what love is. Love mm -hmm. is not going to always be perfect. So whatever your situation is, what you love, who you love, what you consider love, that's probably not sometimes it's not gonna be perfect. Sometimes it's gonna let you down and you're gonna question it. And that was the concept of it. It's like you gotta understand what the concept is, understand what is love, understand to love yourself as well, because you can't understand what love is until you understand what love is and understand that you should love yourself first as well. So you know what that feeling is, because when you don't love yourself, you're going to end up pushing it away or you're going to build up some kind of barrier and they're going to be trying to break through. And before you know it, they ain't going to, they're going to give up. And now you back to square one, you by yourself. You're like, dang, love sucks. You know what I'm saying? So actually getting to the point of going through the experiences and I still got a lot of experiences of life to go through, but I've went through more than your average person already. So I understand what love is and I understand how you can lose love and how you can lose sight of it. And I understand also love can break your heart and you can break whatever you love heart as well. It's, it's a two sided, you know, street. You got, you know, it, it's, it's all it's never going to be as black or white. It's going to, you know, dichotomy, dark and light. It's always going to be two sides of that spectrum. So you got to understand that it's going to balance each other out. So you're going to have them, those those moments where you're going to feel like you're, you know, you gonna feel like abandoned. And you're going to have those moments where you may abandon love as well, but it's always going to be a way for you. And I had to learn that myself. It's always going to be there. If it's true, whatever it is that you consider love, it's always going to be there for you at the end. You just got to reach out to it and don't lose sight of it. Well said, man. So Thank you. the final track on the album is titled You Should Be Watching. Can you talk specifically as to why you chose to end the album with that track word i wanted to end it because i wanted to start like i said started with you should be listening you should be watching giving them the the, the guidance and the tools they need to like fight through that darkness and stuff and and to reach your light that you all have you all have a a a a, a light that's inside of this everlasting ever burn you just gotta you just gotta make sure that you know what i'm saying you know what it is you know how to achieve you know how to reach it and you understand that there's going to be some obstacles and there's going to be some darkness that's going to be fighting against that you know what i'm saying but that light is everlasting and you don't let that light dim they're going to try to dim it but that light doesn't dim you may think it does 
And so it starts off where you should be listening because, you know, you the darkness is going on now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to pay attention. If you can't see, you need to hear. You know what I'm saying? And once you, you know, you pay attention to what you what your surroundings, now that you hit the light at, at the end of the album, now the light is shining through you. So it's like, yo, you got the light now through you. Like you now you know how to maneuver through these things, but now you need to watch now. Now that you can see everything, what are you truly seeing? And if you what you're seeing, how you you know what I'm saying you gotta believe it's like one of these things, believe uh how do you believe half of what you see? especially when half of what you see doesn't equal up to half of what you see. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff can be delusion or illusions. A lot of things that they're showing you and stuff, you don't know what's real anymore because they give you so much information that your brain trying to process, but you got to have the discernment to look through that and pay attention. So that's what we're trying to give you the tools through the album. So like, yo, don't fall for the same old tricks. Know who you are as a person. Know you have a light. Know what love is. Know what your purpose is out here. And if you know that, whatever they throwing at you, you ain't going to fall for it. It's like, nah, I'm not going to be another one of these zombies out here and these drones. Nah, I, I know who I am. I know what you're telling me is a lie. I know I know how to look, you know, through the cracks. You know what I'm saying? I know how to look at the bigger picture. So it's like, now that you should be listening, now you should be watching. So then, now you got that clarity. So when you listen to the album again, you listening and watching. Mm. And that's why I say I paint pictures. It's, it's a 3D painting. So you don't just see it. I mean, you don't just hear it. You're going you're gonna to see it as well. It's going to be a visual and uh hearing you know what i'm saying more of a you you know you're processing it as well so you know what i'm saying we're going to end the album just like that you're like yo we gave them the tools that they need and stuff now they listening thoroughly now you know i started it with making sure you listening because that's the thing of why you still sleeping it's like it's there you know what i'm saying like even a lot of the, the lyrics is like you just got to pay attention you really got to pay attention and you'll be like oh that's what that means or you got google like google something <laughs> or something you know what i'm saying and now you got to watch it you got to pay attention to your surroundings and the world around you and so now they can't you know you ain't gonna be able to stumble in the darkness like you was before and stuff because you you see like yo i'm gonna watch every step i'm gonna watch my surroundings i'm gonna watch what they telling me i'm gonna watch what i'm what i'm watching i'm gonna watch what i'm eating i'm gonna watch what i'm putting in my spirit i'm gonna watch what i'm listening to but i'm gonna pay attention to what i'm listening to too so it's like multiple layers of that so we was like, we want to make sure to end the album with that. You should be started, you should be listening, and you should be watching as well. Man, dope explanation, man. Listen, it has been a pleasure talking to you, man. Like, I've learned Thank so much me. about this album that I wasn't even thinking about. So, uh, it, it, you know, I have to go back and listen again, <laughs> you know, more <laughs> right, thoroughly. Right. You know, um, in closing, I wanted to ask you, and I think you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I wanted you to really hone in a little bit more. When you think about your music legacy, you know, years from now when you look back, what do you want, you know, your music legacy to be? I want it to be, want it to be seen as somebody who, who stood for something when everybody when everybody, you know, was complacent and contempt in the norm, this is somebody that stood out, that was, that was dare to be different. Like they say, dare to be different. No, this is somebody that actually did. That mm-hmm. somebody stood for it. They didn't compromise their, their integrity, their goals, their morals. They know what they wanted and they got it their way. Like I said, I want other artists to follow suit because they be like, yo, look how he did it. Look how him and his, his team did, you know. They, they fought through all the odds. 
they defied the odds. It would be like somebody who defied all odds and did it their way. They made the music they wanted to make. They knew how they wanted the image to be. They know how they wanted the sound to be. And they stood for something and they did it. Like, yo, they touring around the world. They set up, we got, a, you know, we're going to have adoption agencies. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get my mom a daycare. You know, we're going to be giving food to the home. All kind of dope stuff that we're going to be doing. And be like, look at all they doing. And they, they did it their way. You know, that's what's going to be remembered. Like, they did it their way. They dared to be different. They were, they, you know, they, they honored the concept of individuality. And, you know, was a true dreamer, the underdog, you know, like that's every, all my supporters and my fam, they say that, like, uh, you know, I got the real underdog story. Like they consistently called me an underdog and I've adapted that. I was like, yeah, I'm actually, sometimes like I'm beyond that. Cause we be saying, yo, there's underdogs and then there's sky blue. That, that comment, that was something left on two dope boys like years ago. And mm -hmm. I never forgot that comment. I was like, wow, that stuck in me. It's like, yo, I'm like, I'm beyond the underdog. That's crazy crazy this is how the people is looking at me mm. so it's just like in there but they're rooting for me at the same time yeah. so it's bittersweet you know what i'm saying so i want them to be like yo it's true underdog that came from nothing to fight all odds went through you know what I'm saying a lot of people that went through half or i went through ended up in a bad position you know what i'm saying but now i got people that comes up to me and reach out to me and stuff like that and be like yo I was in foster care too. I was through this and that and that. And your music just showed me that you can do it and stuff like that. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm. That's what I want to be remembered as. Somebody who did it like that, that fought through the odds, was you know, stayed true to who they were, make the music they wanted to make. While everybody was chasing the wave, we created that. We created our own wave. Bought my people up. We didn't compromise. We didn't get caught up in all the craziness out here. We didn't do none of that. We stayed true to the mission and we didn't stop. And we, you know, we followed that dream and saw it through. And I painted the sky blue when they were gray. That's that's why I want my legacy to be. Man, definitely, man. Well said. So I want to ask you, man. Like with this album that just came out, what do you, what do you what are your thoughts in terms of how you want this album to live promotionally in the near future? Like, I mean, we're coming towards the end of the year, but um, I feel like you know you at least give yourself at least one album a year. So it seems like there's going to be a, a nice amount of time of promotion uh, for this project. So how do you want this project to live promotionally? Um, What's crazy is I actually, some, some years I dropped multiple projects. Like okay. 2007, I might've dropped two projects. 2018, I think I dropped three. And 2019, I dropped two. 2020 is when I dropped one. Okay. And this year I dropped one. And never at the end of the year. This is the first time I'm really dropping a project. It notes. That's because it put so much into this one. Right, right. And, uh, and went back on it and stuff like that. But next year I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to at least hit them with four or five projects. Oh, oh so you coming strong. So this is <laughs> yeah, just I'm, like the you know, this is the appetizer. Even though oh, yeah. it's not an appetizer type of album, this is a very full, solid, well thought out, well produced release. Thank so you. yeah, so you you got a lot yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to right. hit it. I'm trying to you know Indeed. that that's why I had that energy in that album, and I ended it. You heard you should be watching, ah, and people say, okay. you know they so they, they be like, yo, that sound like an intro because you, like I said, you can listen to it back to front or front to back, so it sounds like the beginning, and that's why we say you know we this only the beginning, like we just getting started, but you know, far as the promotion for this album, you know, I want to live like I wanted to, uh, I think I wanted I wanted to be a more organic. Thing. I want the people, that's why we say, you know what I'm saying, when you get that light, 
share it to others so they can sign share it share your life with others so they can illuminate the path ahead for them so they can mm -hmm. be able to see as well mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i i want them to share that album and i think it'll be one of those things where it'd be organically like the fam like you guys and stuff the media that are going to get behind it i think it's going to be one of those things where it the people like little by little is going to be you know say more and more people can gravitate to it and be like yo you ain't heard this like I, you need to hear this. I think it's gonna be one of those, and I, you know, what I'm saying I think from here on out, because it's been getting a pretty dope reception so far, which is a blessing. And I, yeah. I, I want it to be one of those that just organically does its thing. You know what I'm saying? That it, you know, you may not see us in the top media and stuff like that, but in the circles, it's gonna be moving. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And that's how I want this album to do. I, I want it to be one of those things where the people bring it up first then that's when everybody else gonna kind of reach out and be like oh let me get behind this you know what i'm saying but we'll be on to the next thing by then mm -hmm. but you know are the lyrics on Bandcamp as well i know you said it has like the explanation of the stories but if people get the Bandcamp version are they able to get the lyrics nah i ain't put the lyrics on Bandcamp. um there's um uh there's certain lyric sites that pick them up Okay. And uh, and if you go to Genius as like well, genius, yeah. like people like my fam Alex, shout out to him. He always get the lyrics down and stuff when the albums come out. And then I put the lyrics out sometimes too, depending on the project. So you know my overseas people see it as well to different lyric sites. So usually if there's certain songs or out, you know they can just Google it and okay. they'll see different lyric sites that'll pull it up. You know what I'm saying? So okay, I may awesome. start doing that on Bandcamp too, but I think I'd be more focused on the story first. But I do on YouTube though. When I drop videos and songs, the one of the main comments I make sure the lyrics be in the description. I mean, lyric be in a comment as well. So, dope, dope, dope. So, man, I want to thank you again, man, for your time. Ah, man, it 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 was a pleasure talking with you. Uh, I wish you Same. all the best with this album and the other stuff that you got coming. Um, and you know, I, I hope, uh, people are able that's catching this interview are able to enjoy it and, you know, go check out your music, man, because, um, you definitely have something very special to offer in hip hop and, Thank you know, you, I, I just want to see you continue to be successful at it, bro. You know, definitely continue doing what you do. I know that's a cliche saying, but like, for real, like continue, man, like, um, You'll, you'll get there. You know, um, actually, it's funny you talked, you spoke about the underdog because I have a shirt that I just created um, that says, Today's underdog is tomorrow's champion. And, um, mm. you know, it's up on the, on the website, on the Big Cartel website. And, um, you know, y'all check them out. Yeah, yeah, it's a hoodie. Uh, and and it, 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 that, you know, when I came up with the quote, like it, it resonated with me because of the experience I even had, you know, feeling like an underdog in this space right. as an interviewer, you know, doing this for 13 years and mm. still kind of grinding, you know, and in the last year or so, it shifted to where I started focusing on the artists that I really like regardless of how famous they were. And I tried, and I've been really true to that. And it's yielded some really good responses. You know, I haven't gotten the big accolades yet, you know, but um, I take the yeah. craft seriously, you know, um, in terms of 
how I prepare for interviews and I study the music and I'm just a, a fan of quality, creative and thought provoking hip hop. So I say this to you as a person that's, you know, grinding as well and trying to keep things moving, you know, uh, you know, continue, continue the, the journey, brother, continue the journey and much success to you. Thank you, brother. Same, same for you. I believe in what you're doing, and I, I, this is you paying your dues. It's like we said, paying your dues. I do. You, you soon enough, you are gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? I believe in what you're doing. We need more people like you that's focused on, you know, not the wave and, and or right. what's what's the trending thing. No, you you focus on lyricism and the, the musicality and the artists and their mind state of everything like right. that. And the we art, need more man. of that. And yeah. I, I I respect what you do, and I know it's gonna only take off from here, brother. And I wish you the best as well. Thank you for your love and support. No, no doubt, man. Thank you as well. And, um, you know, before we get out of here, you know, any last words you want to share to the folks that you think they should know? Um, just quit letting, quit falling for the okie dope. You know what I'm saying? Quit letting them divide us. We got to come together as a people all, no matter what your beliefs are, no matter where you come from, your skin color, sexuality, it don't matter. We're one. We're pe We're a human race. You know what I'm saying? We all this, every all the tactics to divide us all the time and stuff. We at some point you gotta pull the wolf from over your eyes and realize you you being bamboozled. Like that's why we start the album out like that. You know what I'm saying? But if we come together out of unity and love, like real love and stuff, we can't be stopped. Because we're we the ones that pose to coexist and live and inhabit this world as one, right. not the people that's that's ruling under the gun and overlooking and, and you know, send the overseers and all that. And, you know the people in power know it's us this is this is our earth we were put here to to inhabit this earth together so you know what i'm saying just come together love don't keep falling for the same okie doke every day is something to come out that that we arguing about on social media we as in the people and stuff because i we ain't, we ain't in that but you know what i'm saying that's the same old we just got to come together man and, and don't keep letting them do the same thing over and over again eventually you, you, the more you drown that stuff out, you know what I'm saying? They're going to keep throwing, you know, trying what they do, but it's just, it ain't going to stick no more, you know? It's like, dang, we're going to have to do something different. They they came, they know who they are now, you know? They they united, they together as one, you know what I'm saying? If that happens, we're unstoppable. So just, you know what I'm saying? Just I just want to let everybody know that, you know what I'm saying? Love each other, you know what I'm saying? No matter what it is, whatever your political stance, all that stuff, forget all that, you know what I'm saying? love each other because this is this is our our thing we're supposed to do it we're supposed to be here together you know what i'm saying so i just want to spread love i want everybody else to tell somebody you love them and i hope you enjoy the music go chase your dreams don't give up hope no matter what they tell you there's going to be a brighter tomorrow i promise you that man there's mm -hmm. there's a light in the end of the tunnel just hang in there don't give up and just let you know that you got somebody if you ever need somebody to talk to i'm here you know what i'm saying and Navo, whoever else, you know what I'm saying, reach out to us and we got y'all back because we in this together. So mm -hmm. peace and love, man. Indeed. Let them know where they can find you online, like your, you know, your website, socials and stuff like that. Con oh, know, no. Contacts, whatever, whatever you want to give. Yeah. Okay. No doubt. Um, so um, you can find my album. I mean, you could, you know, of course, any streaming thing or whatever, just type in S-K-Y-B-L-E-W, capital S, capital B, all one word, all together. Um, on uh, facebook.com slash sky blue music uh instagram.com slash at, at, at sky blue music uh i don't be on twitter i got one you, hey sky blue h-e-y sky blue 
but um i don't be on there um it, yeah twitter's nuts um and then um uh soundcloud.com so sky's blue music but my main joint where you can find all my albums is my band camp and that's sky blue one dot bandcamp.com skyblue1.bandcamp.com i got all my albums up there and everything like that so check me out and stuff and uh hopefully you find something you like i got some for everybody up there indeed indeed and to all of our viewers listeners the fans of the platform i want to thank y'all again remember to go to outtheboxmedia.com where you can find access to all of our previous episodes all the way going all the way back to 2009 man we have a lot of interviews and um, if you are not subscribed on the website, you know, just to get updated with all the things related to Out the Box, yeah, definitely head over there and subscribe. Go on and subscribe. And, you know, support us in other ways that you can as well. Thank you again to my guest, Sky Blue. I, again, brother, thank you, and I wish you all the best. Much success to you. And you, uh, to all the people out there listening, you know, and checking out the show, and, you know, view, viewing the show, I just want to say peace, love, and light. Y'all stay healthy, stay focused, stay safe. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.